Well, we are back, huh? We're back at the Nine Club, everybody. Listen, oh, today we got a special, special, special guest. Mr. Andy McDonald is with us. How are you, bro? He introduces everybody like that, right? Pretty much, yeah. Special, special, special. Yeah. I got three specials out of it. Did okay. you want another one? Could you give me just one more? He deserves Four's one more. One more? Yeah. Number. Special <laughs> guest. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Good uh, to be here. Good to be here. Listen, it's been a long time yeah. in the making. And listen, we have uh, we have Kelly Hart sitting over there who's... Uh, you know, you guys kind of... Yeah, I got a special he's, mug right here, You got a dude. mug with this... Look at that, huh? Inspired by uh, our guest. Our he dresses you as Christmas. For Christmas. For Christmas. For Christmas. <laughs> Halloween. Oh, That'd for Halloween. Halloween. No, I would love to do it for Christmas, we, too. We just, had Chris, we just had Christmas. That's why I'm, I'm all in I'm that. hyped he's here, dude. This is cool. I know. I am the easiest Halloween... Yeah, Boston but even ever, more easy like, when you yeah. kind of look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he, you did it best, man. You <laughs> really did, yeah. huh? Did you get tagged a lot in the in like my posts at all? Because I tagged you, but I don't, I'm like, I don't know if you see it at we, all. I know. I get. I get it. Like I posted just the other day. I get it, and it's been a year. And, uh, <laughs> anytime I post, like, oh, Kelly Hart's ripping vert again. Like, oh, I didn't know he could ride full pipes. Like, oh, backside smooth in a pool. Damn. Yeah. Man, uh, thank you. Yep. You're ripping. <laughs> like I said, we. When we do when we do the show, we you know we we always wonder like I wonder if Andy like sees all this stuff and I wonder if he gets and he's like he get, because some people are on social media but they don't do social media you know they don't pay attention to what's out there you know so yeah. I'm I'm on Facebook I don't even know how to work Facebook. you don't even it, just, it <laughs> goes there somebody yeah. pressed a button and so anything I do on Instagram goes to goes Facebook, but sure yeah, that's the easiest but, way yeah. to do Facebook yeah is just by pushing the button yeah don't yeah. you have to be over like sixty five to do Facebook now anyway I feel like it's getting that way. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> Raj is on Facebook. Raj is like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Right now. <laughs> oh, man. No, but seriously, dude, thank you so much for taking the drive up here from uh, San Diego area. My pleasure. Appreciate My pleasure. that. Yeah. Listen, we were talking before the show, and I found it super interesting because we were talking about, you know, Growing up in um, near Boston, right? Uh, What was the name? In around the Boston area. Um, When I met this guy, apparently. Yeah, Raj. um, I was living in Melrose, Massachusetts. That's where I went to high school. Okay. Um, But uh, before that, Somerville. They used to call it Slummerville. Now it's it's like all hoity-toity now. And then I graduated from Newton North High School, um, which is like more Boston proper. Yeah. Okay. I found it interesting because you were saying like you, sometimes you had to drive like two hours to skate a vert ramp and all this stuff, or, or the, the, you could count on one hand where there's, there's to go skate. Yeah. Grew up in new England. There's, there's a, uh, I don't know. The mentality is different. You don't, you don't like having been in California now for 25 plus years, like you, right. your, your blood goes thin pretty quick. Like, Oh, it's, dude, it's, it's like in the sixties today. Absolutely. Whereas like I grew up and, and if you wanted to skate, you had to find a way, make a way to do it. If it was raining, you skated in parking garages. Right. We built ramps and you literally had to sh- like, first I had to ride my bike through the slush streets or whatever. Okay. And then I would have to shovel the ramp off when I got there. And we would pour kerosene on the flat bottom and light it on fire, and that would melt the ice and dry the ramp. And then we had a big pair of galoshes next to the ramp because we didn't know we didn't think about building board guards or anything. So when <laughs> your board shot bo- off into the snow, you'd put on you, galoshes. You, you put on galoshes. You put your skate shoes right in the galoshes so you can wade out into the snow <laughs> and get your board and not get your skate shoes wet. And then you go back up on the top, and you're wearing like 
six pairs of sweatpants and you know, just like, <laughs> oh, like, you're, it look, you look like you're going snowboarding, but you're skateboarding. You're skate, right. You're bundled and then, up. And then we had a, a, um, an extension cord from the house with a hairdryer and you could warm up your hands enough and dry your grip tape. And then you could drop in again. You, you, you tell so your kids like, this, right? You're like, <laughs> you don't know the you problems know I kids. had. I used to walk to school uphill both ways. <laughs> yeah, that's you, Carrying right? hot potatoes in my hands. That's you, huh? We put a galoshes <laughs> on to go get our skateboards. Yeah. So there's the mentality. There's like kind of a uh, the East Coast. Like if you're an East Coast skateboarder, yeah. like me and this guy know stuff that you guys will never know because you no. grew up out here. And it was just like, it's December. I'm skating in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. This is what I always do. Totally. And, in December in New England, five layers. Yeah, yeah, if you if you want to skate like, and then w if you can find like the underground parking garage or whatever, and when you fall and you oh, smack your hand for yeah. some reason because the blood's not circulating, like only an East Coast skater knows that feeling to like whack. You feel like you're gonna shatter. Yeah, yeah, and and all the blood rushes to your fingertips as fast as it possibly can, mm -hmm. and it just hurts Tingle three times that. as much. You're yeah. just like oh, like it's, and you don't get that here. We do. Yeah, yeah, when it's like 65, <laughs> 67, you know, you, you hand yeah. slap on the ground hurts a little bit, you know? Yeah. But I, but I, but how do, like, how do you find skateboarding in this kind of way, especially like vert skating? Like you yeah. said, you had to drive two hours to this vert ramp. Like, yeah. how does, how well, does a kid. I'm, I'm old. So oh. when I, when I, when I picked up a skateboard, that's what skateboarding was. It was like when you picked up Thrasher Magazine, the first issue of Thrasher Magazine, I mm -hmm. saw had a picture of Tony Hawk doing an air walk on it. You oh, know? there you go. So it was like, that's what I want to do. Like, yeah. That's what I want to do, what the guys are doing in the magazines. Yeah. And in the magazines, it was all vert skating. So, I mean, we didn't have any vert ramps. So, uh, you know, obviously it was it was street skating right away. But, um, you know, we built jump ramps and then we built a quarter pipe. And then we picked up our quarter pipe and carried it four blocks to Billy Doyle's backyard <laughs> and put another quarter pipe next to it. And now we had a half yeah, yeah, pipe. Right. Like, so, you know, you just immediately tried you were trying to emulate what you saw in the magazines right sure um and then once i started skating half pipes and learning like i learned to go in the air yeah yeah, yeah. it was and it's a different sensation like you can go in the air off a jump ramp all day and you all go, day yeah to flat yeah 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 right so it's just a lot more jarring you could you're flying when you jump down steps but then you're Ugh. and on a half pipe you can do it and land smoothly and right. and it doesn't hurt at all and it's like it's like this feeling of flying once you once you learn it so once i got the little you know my first six inch air over the lip i was like that's this is what i want this is it. it's like right what i yeah i mean i i it happened that I, that's the style of skating that i excelled the most in but yeah. it's because of the feeling that it gave me you know well i could i couldn't even imagine i mean there's you know there's vert skaters out but i mean to i i, I couldn't imagine the 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 feeling of flying yeah, you know? I mean that—that's the one thing really that separates the, the the feeling that you guys get when you learn a new switch hard flip tail slide for the first time. Sure, you're like I've been working on this for so long, and to actually like boom, stick it right away. You're like, it's like this feeling of relief, oh my and satisfaction, God. It's and the best like thing. it's only a skater knows that feeling, yeah. right? There's like only a surfer knows the feeling. Like only a skater knows the feeling. There's yeah. tricks in skateboarding that took me six years to do once, right? <laughs> right? And for six years literally blood sweat and tears and then you did it once and like i could tell you the day the year the temperature outside the first time i did a 540 okay you know, let's like hear I, it what, <laughs> was it what was the day what was the time what was the temp it was july 30 oh, i was july 4th um, oh fourth of july wow. 1995 fourth of july demo at woodward skate camp tom boyle was on the deck you did it on a, in a demo yeah in a demo yeah that's oftentimes especially in vert skating like 
when there's like the energy oh, like I, yeah. I watched some of what you guys were talking about with tony doing the first 900 yeah, yeah, yeah part of the reason why he made the 900 when he did was because he had the support of thousands yeah. of people behind him yeah and get you he, juiced yeah and he even said like you you're more willing to just like put it the, out there put your body on the line yeah. for like because you're not just doing it for you now like all sure. these people are kind of counting on you and you're like sure i'll i'll slam you know i'll take it for right you know like and so you're more willing and you just like it, you have that support. You have that, like, you skate better when people want you to skate better. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. totally true. It's totally so, true. So, at a demo. At a demo. Woodward. For, for, so, at Woodward, I was I was staff at Woodward. I've been at Woodward for 27 oh, well, summers okay. consecutively. This summer, what do you do when there? I what, do you, back, what do you mean staff? Like I, was, a, I was an instructor. Oh. I, was, I was a cabin counselor and instructor. Okay. Um, and and uh, at Woodward, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Growing up in Boston, like when oh, I was yeah, a junior yeah. in high school, I applied, got the job a couple of weeks and went, started going back every summer. How were you so, good so at skating by, when you were, when you applied uh, as a junior in high, like how, how good of a skateboarder? I started skating when I was 12. Okay. And by the time I was a junior in high school, I decided like, I want to be that a professional it. skateboarder. Right. Like I was flipping through the magazines, like those guys get paid to skateboard in the sun. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. was never like, I never thought I was going to be able to you know be rich from it or anything but sure. i was like there's a living like you can make a living and you know because i was this east coast naive like both my mom and dad were like you got to go to college oh, like yeah. you never make a living doing that blah blah and that wasn't really you know right well what I was thinking about, I was just like, if I could scratch out a living doing what I love, that's what I'm going to do. That's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I graduated high school and drove to California. Oh, and so they gave you a job though. E even yeah. So though you... the, the plan was on the way, I'm going to, I'm going to stop at Woodward and, and earn money. Cause once you're at Woodward, there's nothing but cornfields and Amish people. Sure. Yeah. And you're making money and not spending any, cause you get three meals a day and you know. And a place to sleep. And, and, yep. Yeah. So. Was that the first job you ever so, had? Uh, it wasn't the first job I ever had. I, I worked a lot trying to get out to, to raise money to get uh, to California. Uh, okay. The first job I ever had actually was skateboarding. Though I was teaching skateboarding at uh, the Winchester YMCA. Okay. I taught, and, and my mom recently found a check because um, minimum wage at the time was $4.25. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> okay. And, and I taught a one-hour skateboard lesson. And then the taxes were taken out. So I, she found a, ch a check for like $4.18. You didn't even cash it. <laughs> you didn't even cash it. I, it wasn't about making money. I wasn't going to make okay, money. $4.80? It cost 75 cents to take the bus there. Yeah. Well, so $4.80 could have gotten you a couple I take the bus miles. to Wakefield and teach a skateboard class uh, in their gym for okay. an hour. And then I'd take the bus home. And that was my first official like real job. Besides like babysitting and paper route. Right, 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 right. Uh, that's the first time where I got an actual paycheck. That you didn't cash. One of them I didn't cash. What is, yeah. <laughs> you should try cashing it. Yeah. You should try cashing the, it. Just the bank that I bet written, it would clear. The bank no, that's written Woodward. is not a bank no. anymore. No, no this was wasn't Woodward. Woodward. Yeah, no, this, no, this no. was a YMCA, yeah. So you get a job at Woodward on your way to California? Was that the, was that yeah, the I mean, vibe? So I got a job um, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and knew California was the destination. So my spring break of um, my senior year, mm -hmm. and I was going to Newton North High School at okay. the time, I went... Uh, let's see, Chris Miller and the Planet Earth team had come out to uh, New England for a little demo tour or whatever. So I met Chris Miller. Um, Chris had become super good friends, uh, instant friends with um, a buddy of mine, Chris Conway, who's a pro tennis player at the time Ooh. and lifelong skateboarder, grew up in Ohio, skating Apple Skate Park and stuff. And I used to always skate with him. And in fact, I lived with him uh, in Maine because he lived right down the street from 
um, where the skate park was at Rats in mm-hmm. Kenny Bunkport. And he was the tennis pro for George H.W. Bush. Yeah, right. So he would Whoa. teach he would teach George Bush tennis, and then he would come skating with us <laughs> at night. <laughs> That's so funny. I bet his check was more than four dollars and eighty cents. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's got some fun stories to tell. Um, so he and Chris Miller hit it off because Chris Miller's a big tennis fan, hmm. and uh, Chris Miller loved the vert ramp in in at at Rats. Rats. Yeah. Uh, so he ended up staying and skating that for a while. Um, so when I was making plans to go to California. Um, Chris Conway, mm-hmm. my buddy, called up Chris Miller and was like, hey, there's this kid. You skated with him once real quick, but he's coming out to California. Can you do me a solid and like pick him up at the airport? You know? And this is like, Chris Miller. Like he's... Chris Miller. This is like, yeah, little dude, eyes like this when I get off the plane in right. San Diego. Like first thing I saw is like, you ever been in the airport in San Diego and there's those transition- transitions out front? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it's I just bet. Like, there's like, for, for those that, that don't know, in, in San Diego, uh, airport terminal there's pillars that come down and they're just perfectly transitioned mm-hmm. into the the sidewalk and had a just like, yeah once. i mean that was the first thing you see when you get yeah. to san diego and you're like i'm, 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 I'm here is, yeah i made it i've made it right were you riding for who um, skateboards back then i was riding for who skates yep yeah. which was the company that chris conway and the guy that owned rats tom, tom noble, noble owned oh rest um, in peace yep uh so i was riding for who skates oh, and um chris miller picked me up in his volkswagen bus uh, he was running Planet Earth at the time, and beep, beep, like, jump in. And I stayed with um, Chris and his wife and his baby son, Zach. Okay. Um, and the first night I got there, I'll never forget, that it was, you know, there were new parents, right? So they could use any break they could get. Uh-oh. And 18-year-old Andy, like, yeah, sure, I'll babysit. <laughs> they don't even know this so guy. So they're like, they're like, peace, take care of Zach, we're out. And wow. they, like, went out for a date or whatever, and I babysat Zach, and I always make fun of Zach Miller. This, I used to change your diapers. Used to change- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How old is he now? He's, it's got to be, like, a good... Zach's a young man. He's 20, 25 or something. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you get paid for babysitting? I or did was not. It- no, that was... I, I you, were, you were there. I offered. I was just like, thank God for picking me up yeah, yeah. and letting me crash at your place because they didn't know me from Adam. You sure. Know, they just knew I was some... But they let you take care of their their baby. They knew I I was friends. They were, they knew I was, Chris probably knew that I could skate. All right. And, and, uh, Chris Conway had vouched for me. So they knew I was friends with Chris Conway. Mm -hmm. Um, and they knew I could babysit. All right. They said, they, and they said, you can stay here. They were going out of town that weekend. So they were like, you can stay. It was like a midweek. I must've showed up on like a Wednesday or something. So I stayed with them for a couple nights and then they dropped me off at the Encinitas skate park. Um, on like a Friday afternoon, and lucky for me, there was a castle contest going on because I didn't know, like I had a, literally like a frame pack and I, was, and I had like a um, travel book. This was before the internet. So it was Got like, you. I had like a- um, Like a Thomas Guide type. Like a student travel that like told you where the youth hostels were. And the only youth hostel in San Diego was down in like Chula Vista. Oh, geez. Oh, and wow. I was in Encinitas and I, I, coming from the East Coast, I was like, I'll take the train. Like, oh, whatever. You yeah. know, I just figure like public transit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they don't have public transit in San yeah. Diego. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Like, it would have taken me hours to figure out how to get to the bus right. to get to Chula Vista. And then I'd be in Chula Vista and there's like those mm-hmm. bumps there to skate and that's it. Like, there's oh, yeah, nothing yeah. to skate yeah. at the time down there. Um, so that's what I, that's as far as I'd planned it. Yeah. But uh, he dropped me off and I didn't know I was staying that night, but I, I walk up and there was a castle contest going on. And, um, and I look over and I see my buddy from Michigan. I used to spend the summers in Michigan skating mm, and my, okay. my dad lives in Michigan. My mom lives in Boston. Gotcha. So a buddy, skate buddy from mine in Michigan standing in the parking lot, Dave Meddy. 
Dave Meddy. Like, wow. He's like, Andy, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, I just got in town. Like, what are you doing here? He's like, I just moved here. I, I live at the Blockhead house. Come stay with us. And I was like, all right, come <laughs> stay at the Blockhead house. So Perfect. just like happened that um, they still have the ramp then, Dave Meddy and Joe Brooke were sharing a room at the Blockhead house. No way. And I knew those guys from Michigan. So I stayed on their floor and they stayed on the couch and we all crashed there. And, and then I helped Dave Brokethold put some screws in the blockhead ramp and I swept it off every day and skated the blockhead ramp. Wow. Wow, dude. That was my, that was my spring break. My you went from nanny to ramp keeper. That's a great, ready, yeah, man. yeah. I'll do whatever it takes. So how did you, did you enter the castle contest or you just went there no, to watch? I didn't even know what was going on. You, didn't, was, you were I, just, you stumbled I, upon it. Yeah. Chris is like, we're leaving. What do you want to do? And I was like, take me to the skate park. And then he dropped me out, literally like pulled out, slowed down, kicked me out. And that was it. Like, and so Dave Meddy at the time was the filmer for Chris Markovich and he rode for 101. Wow. And so that, so we would go out and skating like downtown Encinitas was like the hot spot for street skating oh. yeah, back then. Street life was where McGill's skate shop was. And mm -hmm. we'd stop in there. And I remember going and skating with Markovich and I'm like East coast. I look like I'm from these. I probably had like tight, like light blue jeans on right like acid, <laughs> not, not quite acid wash right. but like it was 1992 sure know? so that's what it looked like and i look over and markovich is like oh you're gonna come street yeah, he was super cool he's like hey you're gonna come street skating and we were at markovich's house we we're yeah. getting ready to go street skating and markovich is like hey come here goes over to he's in tea bags clothing at the time oh he's yeah like, here put these on and then you can go skating <laughs> he made you change your clothes he made you change yeah, oh my I mean, gosh that's fine it was 1992 everybody had size 40 everything yeah, that's right that's I right didn't. why my why? pants fit was it not just <laughs> did it not catch up to the east coast yet or how what was it doing? Uh, it, was no, just it, to it was just starting yeah, yeah. it was just starting off that mm. that but we didn't have blind jeans yet but no. like but soon thereafter i wrote for jobless clothing and i remember having size 40 pants <laughs> This episode is brought to us by AG1. It is very important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I have been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands out there, AG1 conducts relentless testing to set the standard for purity and potency. It's also researched and developed by an in-house team of scientists, doctors, and nutritionists with decades of experience in their respective fields. I know that I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard, guess what? Typically only tested for 10. That's why the Nine Club has partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash nine club. All you got to do in your URL, type drinkag1.com slash nine club at checkout. Go give it a try. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, when you came out here and you were staying with Mark, I mean, staying with Medi at the Blockhead House and everything... 
did, were you already sponsored at this point or just east coast sponsor i had like uh who skates um cockroach wheels i guess that's not an east coast sponsor but, oh wow um, australia right? yeah australia huh. um you got an australian then, sponsor that yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know really how i just <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are good um, too around in high school so my sponsors in high school were like just yeah pretty random like um somebody hooked me up with rich metaver who was doing union wheels at the time oh, union mm-hmm. so i rode for union wheels and i had a union beanie mm-hmm. and i went to newton north which is like kind of an affluent high school like people talk about like i can't decide between early acceptance between yale princeton and harvard oh, yeah. you know? like, and i was like i'm going to California, like, right. <laughs> care less, you know. And uh, I wore a Union hat, and there's a college in New York called Union, and people are like, "Oh, you got into Union, sick!" And I was like, "Yeah, Union, yeah." Company. <laughs> Little do you know, I'm about to go be yeah. a nanny for yeah. Chris Miller. Yeah. I was gonna ask though too, like when you were out skating street with these guys, how was that going street skating with like Chris Markovich and stuff? It was just like eye-popping everywhere like being in san diego was eye-popping mm-hmm. but certainly skating with those guys was eye-popping too because it was they were just kind of the 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 laying the the they were just groundwork for yeah. modern day skateboarding sure. so whereas i was doing 360 whippets back east you know where you just like kick your board around and do a 360 shove it mm. mark was like no no no, you gotta hit your tail and i was like <laughs> oh oh you have to do a pop shove it which was like kind of new you know like everything had to be off the ground and that that was new like i can do a big spin yeah watch this shove it nose drive back like that's how you did a big spin yeah and then markovich was like no no, you gotta hit your tail to do a big spin you gotta pop it and like and i was like no i don't (laughs) (laughs) can we go to the vert ramp you know (laughs) but did you start learning street skating because of those guys like yeah i mean i mean i rode eventually i was on union wheels with markovich i shot a video part and you know like years later and there's actually a part in my vert part where i'm skating street and i ollie this gap and i land and markovich is like any mcdonald vert guy you know like oh right yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah, that first time in 92 when I was like sh- still in high school and watching these guys, like I, he, they weren't landing it, but Markovich was like trying pop shove it to 50-50 down a handrail. And I was like, wow, mind blown. Like, yeah. why would you even try that? How is that you know, even possible? <laughs> yeah. That was like, because no one was flipping in or you know, sure? like moving their board. Like Marcus Wyndham was like the first guy that did like pop shove it 5-0 grind or whatever. Wow. On a short little reel. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to continue? You may not know him now, but you will <laughs> well, someday. someday. <laughs> Did you want to try to continue the street skating or was it, I, or you were just I never, full, fully... I never made a distinction. No. I, like for me, like growing up in New England, it was skateboarding. Yeah. So like my brother got a skateboard the same time I did. Um, and he ollied over a trash can laying on the side and it was like, he could ollie higher than oh, anybody wow. in the neighborhood. And it was like, I was just trying to keep up with my brother and his friends. Gotcha. And I didn't make a distinction between like this is street skating and this is ramp skating and this is pool skating. Like the first time I ever did a grind was in the Cambridge pool, oh, wow. which was a 13 foot deep bowl with a kink three feet of vert, like this Jeez. infamous pool. And would you just scratch it or did yeah, you I was, like I was really, riding a, I was riding a Veriflex twister board. Didn't have any pads. Didn't know what those were, but I knew where that bowl was. Cause it's right across from Alewife T station. Yeah. And, um, let's see who's at that session. First time I did backside grind, I was skating. I was skating with Kevin Day, Frank Lannon, um, and uh, Jake Phelps. I don't know if you know that, yeah. but Jake Phelps is from Boston okay. originally. Oh, no. uh, and even back then, like I would skate with those guys, and felt even back then Phelps was like, "You don't party enough. You skate too much." <laughs> 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 is that a thing? Can you skate too much? You know, right, like, right, right. Um, 
Because those guys were just like the gnarly dude. We're going to punk shows and skating pools okay. and whatever. And, right. And they could grind over the death box and roll in. And I was learning a kick turn, you know, little scratcher kick turn backside yeah. grind. I mean, so. 13 foot. That's, that's a, it was intimidating. It was yeah. Intimidating. It was, it was, there was mostly intimidating because it was almost like a wall ride. There was like, you could see a kink around. Yeah. Like, kind of like you could, bubbled up. You could oh. feel, you could feel when you were on vert. So you were like ride, ride this was super mellow, you know, 11 foot transition. Then okay. you go, okay, now I'm yeah. on vert. And there's like there two no spots lift. are like almost kind of smooth. Yeah. There's, huh. there's like, uh, three people in history that have done the three wall, mm -hmm. um, front side grind over the death box. One of them was Felper. One of them was Julian Stranger. Oh yeah, did he yeah, do it? I think so. Frank Lannan, Kevin Day, those guys that skated it all the did time. You, they could do you, like huge airs. You never face did wall. it. Nah, I mean, I went back years later and I could, you know, yeah. frontside blunt on the face wall, and I was like, okay, I'm done with That's this. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Front blunt. There you go. When was the first time that you were actually like, oh, sh like, like trying to do like, you know, a five forty or the, like when, like that that feeling that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, like that that came like. We, we had an eight foot quarter pipe in my driveway. Mm -hmm. We wanted a half pipe. We got a bunch of kids after school, literally carried that quarter pipe. Like it was kind of far. It was probably like 12 or 15 blocks. It's a long wow. time to be carrying, to be carrying this. a yeah, quarter yeah, yeah. pipe down the middle of the street because <laughs> the streets were narrow enough. Like a car couldn't get by and we're like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we handed it over a picket fence and dropped it in his yard and built another quarter pipe. So the first half pipe I skated was one that we built and it was eight foot wide, eight uh, foot high. Oh, wow. With PVC coping cut in half and okay. nailed on to the top. And it probably was eight foot transition cut at eight. So it was like not quite a vert ramp. But straight it out looked of like a ramp, ramp yeah, thrasher thrash ramp plants, yep. and and that's the that's the ramp that I learned to drop in on. The okay. I learned inverts on, like starting halfway up the wall. I learned airs halfway up the wall and worked my way up. So the first time I did airs out was on that ramp, oh. and that's when I started to get the feeling of like, whoa, right. like you can do an air, and then you if if you land right, you can do a higher air on the next wall. Yep. And that was like the first time I'm like, this is where it's at, like where you can just start to feel that huh. constant motion. Like once you're really like cranking on a half pipe, it's not like I do a trick and then I think about what next trick I'm going to do. It all becomes one, hmm. one line, one, right. you know, like it's like doing a line on street where you're like, I'm going to land because I got to land on this little section and I land with my feet right because I'm a nollie heel flip as soon as I land, you know, that, yeah, kind, yeah. Of, that kind of thing. So on a vert ramp, you're going fast enough that- sure. When you land, you got to make sure your feet are right to do whatever the, you know, especially for flip tricks and more technical skating. Like there's not a lot of time to be like putting out cigarettes on the flat bottom. Exactly. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it doesn't right. look very good you either. Gotta, so you got to sure. land right. When I watch like, like vert skating, I'm like, how do you guys do like eight tricks in a row? And it's like a nolly heel flip fucking grab or whatever. I'm like, how the fuck are you thinking so fast? <laughs> like... <laughs> Sometimes you land wrong and yeah. like I'll, I'll do a flip trick and land with my foot, you know, with my toe hanging off. I'm like, oh, heel flips next because mm. oh, okay, you landed okay. that way. And you're like, it, rather than having to move my foot to a heel flip position, I'm like, oh, I, I rode down and I'm set up for it already because I messed up. You so know, it's like, like, so it's, you're just, it's, it's ad libbing. Like improv, yeah, much, it's, you're you know? ad libbing yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and you have to be able to do that to, to skate in a contest. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. it's, you know, oftentimes you have a line in your contest run. Mm -hmm. Um, and the tricks will come if you're set up right, you know, right. if you have time or if you're high enough or whatever. And otherwise, you know, that was going to be a double kickflip and it was just a kickflip indie, or that was going to be a kickflip melon, but it turned into a kickflip indie because my foot wasn't right or my hmm. body wasn't right or whatever. Yeah. You're always making little adjustments. adjustments. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes you're setting up maybe for the third trick or the fourth year. So I'm going to do this, 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 and then I'm going right. to go and bust the, the, yep. 
the majority of the contests you've won, have it, has it been like that? Or is it you've done the, the line exactly that you wanted to do? The times that I've won, it's like it's because I did the, the run, not necessarily like on the try that I was doing, but I've, I've always been a pretty conservative skater in that I'm not just like, I'm going to try the gnarliest thing and if i make it i make it if i don't i get last you yeah know? yeah um and that comes from having no money basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need this yeah. right basically like the very first pro contest i skated was um slam city jam the first year they did it in 1994 okay. and i was pro um for human skateboards mm -hmm. and i had enough money to get to the event and share a hotel room and if i did well enough in that event i could get to the next event you know, I could, uh, which was probably like Tampa Pro or whatever. Mm. But that the first like three years of my career, that's that's my skating in contests was a reflection of wanting to get to the next contest. Gotcha. So I knew like, okay, I got I got to skate this good to get to the finals. That's the top ten. And now if I make this line, which I'm pretty pretty sure I can do this line, usually first try, it's gonna put me in the five or sixth huh. place range, and I'm gonna make six hundred dollars to be able to buy a plane ticket and get a hotel for the next event okay. which is on the tour. Now, if I make that and I can one up myself and you know, cause you usually get two or three runs, mm -hmm. you know, then I started to have the confidence to like go for, know, it. Go for it more. Oh, and like, and really? that's when I started winning contests is when I could like, that became my style, but it wasn't for like thinking about this is going to be how I do it. It, it, was, it was out of necessity. Like you needed the money. I, all right. I need right. the money. I need the money to get to the next event. Uh, and to get to Europe, you know, for sure. the European tour or whatever. So it was like this this measured, kind of calculated um, contest skating. So you throw down your run that you know you could do, yeah, and then run. and then keep going from there. Yeah, your safety run, and then yeah. and then you use that same line, but now you're throwing in you build yeah, yeah harder harder tricks within that. And then Nigel, watch Nigel at a street league event. There like, you go. He does the same exact thing. And he knows like, if I nollie heel back lip this rail, I'm going to get a 8.75. Sure. You know, right. if I nollie heel very old back slip, it's going to be a nine Oh, and I'll be in the nine club and be on this TV show. And That's right. <laughs> That's right. Huh? He's got it all. He's Look got it all that. figured out. Yeah. And he was on the nine club. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you know what? It's funny because we were talking about the contests and everything. And then you started doing these double contests. We'll get back to uh, California and skating with Markovich and all that stuff. But <laughs> you were you started doing these double runs with Tony Hawk, yeah. right? Yeah. How did that all come up? He said that he did a hand plan off of your ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Is that, that's what he said, right? He, he missed your helmet. We missed a lot of times. Yeah. Like, trying this. The stacked be... inverts was one of the scarier things both of us. I mean. Of us have ever done. How is um, it when somebody flying over you? Because in my mind, you know that feeling you get? Like if you're kind of in this. In claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Yeah. You kind of crunch. Crunch up. Yeah. You crunch yep. up. Yeah. Like, are you trying? Like, how that, do you. How do you. Free yourself. Trust. Trusting Basically, him. yeah. And I mean, I mean it is, it's, a, it's a knee jerk reaction though. Like the last doubles video that we shot, um, to, I wanted to do an invert on Tony since mm. he did one on me last time. And I was like, hey, just just go up and deck a rock fakie and I'll invert on your head. Okay. Right? But Tony's over six foot tall. Yeah, so yeah, I got to crank a backside air, right? <laughs> so I roll in, crank a big backside air and just have all the trust in the world that he's just, I mean, this he's is going to be not, there. This thing that hard, right? Yeah. But I'm going to go real fast and get upside down six feet out. So I have to go like nine feet, right? To get all the way up. So I, I'm way out of the ramp, eight feet and I go to reach and Tony does that. He's like, oh. 
Yeah, he thought cr- I was too close, and he crouched down, and now I'm upside down over him, oh, just going, go. oh, looking for something to grab you to can't. get back to my knees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> it's just like- it's scary. It's like, yeah, that's the-, the we eventually got it. Are but, you more out of control yeah. at this point? Because normally maybe you're trying to do like a 540 or 720. You kind of know where your body is, but now you're trying to do this thing. If, if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing something where you're meeting that, the, the, the idea. A movable. Like stack, any stacked, yeah. Um, or Tony and I for years used to try um, board switches. You know, like oh. we're both going to blast air to fakie and you're going to throw me your board. And I'm going to throw you your board and yeah. then we'll switch. And you'll catch and like, it and yeah, then yeah. grab. We've never done it. Never done it. Never, never, I no. could see that Cause, happening. Because you're on though. the same plane, you know? So, yeah. like, our boards would hit, yeah, yeah. or, like, you know, okay, you shoot your board up, and you pass me your board, and then now you're, like, it's just, like, <laughs> there's not a lot of time. How much, <laughs> are you, how much are you practicing this kind of stuff, though? Are you just to, having I mean, fun with them and just, like, no, hey, let's it, try it this? Was always, or? It was always fun. Because, yeah. Because, so, Tony and I rode for Airwalk together. Okay. Um, for years, uh, all through the mid nineties mm-hmm. and we would do double doubles, like just at demos, like gotcha. we would do demos. Like we did, I could tell you stories about being on the road with Tony for like weeks at a time, like back to back demos, you know, like I remember we did a, the, one of the first renditions of board aid, which was like the first rock and roll skateboard, snowboard Ooh. benefit okay. concerts a benefit for AIDS. Oh, wow. And it was in, uh, outside of Zurich, Switzerland. So it was, Airwalk was a sponsor and we flew into Zurich, took a train up the mountain, um, did a demo in, in did some snowboarding that mm-hmm. day, did a demo, uh, run DMC played and did a demo in this, in this nightclub and there was so much smoke in the nights of Europe in the 1990s. Oh yeah, people there was are, so yeah. much smoke in the warehouse that you, when you stood on this deck, you couldn't see the other deck. Oh, no <laughs> way. I mean, it was dark and like strobe lights and everything, but you were like, your eyes were just like burning because Burn. there's so much smoke and you couldn't see if someone's dropping in on the other side. There was that much smoke in the place. Wow. It's awesome. <laughs> Good times. We left, we left that demo and if flew. so much smoke. How can anyone watch flew, you skate? Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, flew straight to, uh, from Zurich to Japan mm-hmm. for the grand opening of a snowboard. Uh, this is when snowboard, Airwalk was making hard good snowboard. Gotcha. They made the best snowboard boots or whatever. So we did a lot of skateboard snowboard stuff. Okay. So we did the first um, indoor snowboard hill was opening in Tokyo. Oh. We did the grand opening for it. And they put a 12 foot wide, maybe nine foot high half pipe on the snow in the like inside, like where, where it snows and okay. it snows twice a day in those things, right? Inside, the inside, the they, inside, like okay. on the snow. So we did a snowboard demo and I made Tony go first and he cased the jump. <laughs> Just test it, was, it out a little bit. It was bit. literally like a jump. There was not a tabletop. It was like a takeoff and a landing and it was Ooh. at the bottom where everybody could see it. And you took a chairlift to the top and you had to straight line from the top to get enough speed to yeah, clear this right. thing. Good and God. <laughs> and that, that was the demo. It was like straight line, jump. <laughs> take the lift back up straight line jump. <laughs> and then we did and then we did a half pipe demo and tony like i went in like, okay we're gonna go skate and i took off all my snowboard gear mm-hmm. and i had like shorts and knee pads and like we're gonna go skate and tony just left all the snow gear on he's <laughs> oh, just like yeah, right. he's freezing just... <laughs> in there yeah. so he went out like with mittens on <laughs> just like funny. snowboard gear with pads over his snowboard gear and i was just like you're such a wimp dude because <laughs> like, i'm new england skateboarder yeah, like i would right. just skate and whatever tony's and i'm like cold. you're not gonna be able to grab your board whatever so we go out there but this was like where I got a crash course lesson in how to be a professional skateboarder from Tony Hawk because I was like, do you think it's even possible to do a McTwist on that little tiny ramp? It's 12 foot wide. It's nine feet high. You uh-huh. know, and Tony's just like, that's what they want to see. And he was like, went out to do it. And sure enough, you know, he did it. He did Fully his five. And I was like, I guess I got to do my five too. Yeah. You know, like, and it was just like, 
under the under the harshest conditions like that's that to me became what made you a professional skateboarder like that kids don't care that you sprained your ankle at the last tour stop right they, they want to see what you did in the video and exactly. like in the magazine and do it now you know right. like <laughs> perform yeah, yeah perform and and that's that's what i learned from tony like in the harshest conditions he could always come through and always perform at one point in that demo he went up and did a, a blunt fakie and his feet just slipped off and i was like blunt fakie whatever and his board comes on the deck and i look at his board and it had been shooting off into the snow and it got wet, it's all wet. and oh. now it froze and there was ice on his grip tape oh my <laughs> oh <laughs> just my like gosh. tony demo's over i know <laughs> i mean <laughs> listen like, that starts getting done dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous it was dangerous so that, at that dryer. point the demo was over we had just done the demo like a day before in Zurich. We went to Japan, did that demo, got on a plane, watched the sunset um, in Japan, flew because of the international dateline, flew to San Diego mm -hmm. and went straight from the airport to demos at the ASR trade show oh, and, and did demos on that ramp. And you when know? you say this is, was your crash course in pro skateboarding, how was this like your first global tour or like how did you now nah, this was probably what? like in the late 90s so okay you know, I, I i had been i turned pro in 94 x games and i started in 95 so like tony and i did many many years of traveling with air but it suddenly clicked like, in your mind when he said this is what they want to yeah, see yeah i mean we that, gotta that's, do that's, it. that's one example yeah of like just watching tony do what do, he does do, like do that's, his thing. yeah yeah, yeah. So that that's putting on a show. He taught me a lot about what it meant to be a professional. It's crazy to be a professional skateboarder, and they're not always one and the same. There's lots of pro skaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's fewer professional skateboarders that are like the demos this time. You're gonna be this there what this you time. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like you, you're the whether you like it or not, these kids look up to you. So you better set a good example. Right. Know? And a lot of pro skateboarders are just like, I didn't sign up for that. You don't have to look at you know, yeah, do, yeah, do yeah. it like I do it or whatever. But sure. Like, whether you like it or not, that's that's the deal. Yeah. It comes with the job. Like people are going to try and emulate you because you are who you are and you've right. done what you've done. So you can take heed to that or not, you know. Yeah. And to, in my eyes, if the people that do are professionals, you know, they're they're pro skateboarders because they realize that they have an influence. Like it or not, sure. ask for it or not, you have an influence. And if these people are paying you, you know, from whoever whatever sponsorships or demos or whatever yeah. they're ex they're not paying you just to be you and do however you do they're paying you to, to do a job to do so, come yeah. Yeah. yeah right right e even though that job is super fun they and you can do it kind of as creatively and however as you want yeah. but people people are expecting that you're you're gonna you know do they, what you said you were gonna do they don't want to see tony Hawk to a you know 50, Tony showed up and did the... sweepers the whole time. It was terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. Yep. Let's, um, super interesting, man. Let's go back let's, to. Let's take, a, let's take a licorice break. Go ahead. Yep. Take a licorice break, bro. <laughs> Get down for that. <laughs> yeah. Red vines. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what? Come on, dude. I mean, Since so let me explain. All... Go ahead. Being an East Please. Coaster, did you grow up on Twizzlers? Uh, no, pretty much, Twizzlers yeah. is not. Twizzlers, Twizzlers aren't. Suck. Yeah, they're like it's like plastic, and I didn't know what red vines were until I came to the West Coast because yeah. mm. it's a West Coast company. Okay, for a long time you couldn't get red vines east of the Mississippi. Right, and then I came here and I was like, "This is what this licorice is, what is, is supposed is, to right. taste like." And I've been a huge red vines fan. Twizzlers is like it's got that weird coating on it. It makes your it's hands like, all like slippery. <laughs> it's it's really bizarre. Wait, if you ever you go to the Hershey uh, Factory, uh, I'll grab one. Get there. I got you. I got you. Wow, dude. Whoa. I'm talking That's about. Bro, thank you. Damn, you got a good arm on you, bro. Do you, do you use these as straws? Of course, Vines? man. Well, while we're while we're on the red vine situation, you've had 
some interesting sponsors, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. You know, we, we're talking about like Sobe. We're talking about Patagonia. We're talking about um, Cliff what else? Cliff Bars. Dude, yeah. Patagonia, you know, that's a good one. Now, I need your agent's number because uh, you, <laughs> these are some great sponsors, man. And you're talking about you were uh, Red Vines for a while, too, yeah. and Skittles. I got, I got and, paid to eat licorice for two years. It's probably good that they let my contract run out because <laughs> I was up to a pack a day. And <laughs> that's, oh, <laughs> that's what that would be my lunch a lot of days like a pack of licorice and a cliff bar and like on the way to the ramp when they see a box how <laughs> I many would you get they would just like tra trays come in like boxes of 30 mm -hmm. so I, I would get like stacks of boxes on my porch like it's this high just like trays and trays and trays now how are you getting all these because i'm kind of i'm a connoisseur like you can go into a 7-eleven and, and you squish down on the on the and you can tell if they're fresh or not mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like mike my, sinclair likes to put them in the, the window of his van and let them get all hard get it see my wife likes them hard too like yeah. they're stale essentially yeah because yeah, i yeah. like them fresh and they would send them to me like the day they made them from the factory like i was oh trying to get God. i was trying to convince the marketing guy like let me come up and skate the factory and i'm sure there's like some kind of extrusion machine where it just like it comes come, out and right. i just want to like put my <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you go to the Krispy Kreme place and when they come out of the exactly. thing, yeah. yeah. It's like that. Now, yeah. how are you getting all these sponsors, bro? I mean, Patagonia, listen, what a great sponsor to have. Yeah, Let me tell totally. you. Seriously. They're, I they're mean, a great company, man. They're they're just like, it's it, as, as I've gotten older and like um, the longer I've been doing this, the more I've, I've been able to kind of pick and choose mm -hmm, who... Mm -hmm. Who I want to represent, sure, and it it only comes across as more genuine when you're really into that brand. That I mean, like, you're eating like, red yeah. vines in the nightclub. We're talking about like I don't even ride for red vines anymore. I'm I'm flow. I'm you're just you're flow <laughs> now. Flow red you're vines. Right, okay, but I'm still a huge red vine fan. I love eating red vines. Sure, so it, it comes across. You know, yeah, like it doesn't totally. matter. Like so, people. It's it's you're not. It's not like it. yeah. I'm not yeah. forcing it, and and that comes across. So, um, the same thing with you know. Uh, Patagonia. I was I was riding for Air, Airwalk for 25 years, and I was always head to toe Airwalk. Sure. And I knew the guys at Patagonia, and they would send me like shorts and whatever. But I couldn't rock a Patagonia shirt for the longest time because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Airwalk. Yeah. Um, and then once Airwalk just a couple of years ago went away, I mm -hmm. called up Patagonia. I was like, I can I can rock it. Like I don't even care. I can do it billboard sure. style you know yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 hat whatever all the way down the underwear and socks oh. and, and they're, <laughs> they're a great company and and they they share a lot of my uh political beliefs okay. uh, uh mostly about um my beliefs about the environment and global warming and you know gotcha. like and and they put their money where their mouth is you know wow. they they all, they they went all organic for all their cotton is organic since the 1980s like oh, wow. 1986 or something patagonia was like screw any cotton that's not or all organic because okay. we're, we're killing the earth with all sure. the pesticides or whatever um the the trump administration just gave the big tax credit whatever so big companies got like millions of dollars in tax mm. credits the guy that owns patagonia took his 10 million dollars that he got in tax credits because yeah. he can write off it's totally legal because that's what trump thinks is the thing to do uh -huh. and he's like we're going to take the 10 million dollars we saved and we're donating it to all these environmental it's amazing. Wow. It's great. So yeah, they're Love just that. like, they're, they're legit. So you can really get behind a company like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Like Cliff Bar I've been with for years right. and, and they, uh, they're a co-op. All the, all the employees of Cliff Bar own a part of the company. Seriously. So the turnover rate at Cliff Bar is like, 
if you get the job at Cliff Bar, you don't leave. Yeah. It's just like this is where you want to work. Yeah. yeah, they they have a, a all LEDs like lead certified uh, building, so it's all solar powered and like green roof and just wow. like legit. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so I'd yeah. go up to like the the cliff bar summit you know the athlete summit and i'm like the one skateboarder like I'm just hanging out with <laughs> literally like skate up the morning of the summit and these guys come running up and I'm like, all right yeah oh you guys just went for a run right yeah i did a marathon this morning what <laughs> yeah yeah we just they're, they're like ultra marathoners yeah so for them to run 26 miles like on the way to work is like yeah that's what they do because they're ultra marathoners they run like 100 mile races Dude, that's We're insane. just like running in the middle of the night across the desert with a headlamp. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I get tired when my phone rings yeah, in the next seriously. room and I got to run in there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So they're all talking about like what your body needs and processes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this one, this um, um, carrot cake tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> just like, pretty good. White chocolate macadamia. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly. my favorite flavor. <laughs> the white chocolate macadamia. Oh, I oh, love this. Oh, love it's it. legit. Yep. What's your favorite flavor? Carrot cake and um, Sierra Trail lately. Sierra Trail. Sure. Sierra Trail is just like one of the classics, but we'd go up there for the summer and we would like go in the kitchen and like we'd get to make our own flavors and stuff. Like Seriously? Mix, mix stuff up and yeah, just like to, just to try. They're always like trying new flavors, trying new stuff, but yeah, have after, you ever, after signing a non-disclosure, like this is where the secrets sure, are. Sure, you know, of like, course. Have you ever said like, hey man, I think Red Vine would be pretty good in you know, the Cliff Bar. It would be, you know, collab. How about that? Has a brand ever approached you and you're just like, no, I can't do it? Yeah. Um, BMW, really? years ago, when the X5 came out, they wanted me to, like, here, we'll give you a free lease. Drive this around. Andy, <laughs> what sorry, are you doing? Dude, I got a rep to obtain. You you, like, but I mean, um, BMW's a great, nah, you're not, BMW's, you don't like it. I drive a Honda Civic. Honda Civic. Yeah, I've like since the early '90s when everybody drove Hatch, a Honda. Yeah, they drew. Like, yeah, Rob Deerdick and Kane Gale and all the all the Ailing Workshop guys lived in Pacific Beach. Yeah, yeah, it was the skate it was, car. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had one of those, and I actually I'm on my fourth one of those. Wow, <laughs> that's, and they've all gone over two hundred thousand miles. And I mean, Honda's right. really good. They, they are, are good cars. cars. Yeah. I bet. So I just yeah. uh, the the Honda, the Honda Civic that I cool. drive um, has over two hundred thousand miles on it. I got it for my thirtieth birthday. And then I just bought a new car. I bought a Honda Pilot. Oh, the uh, SUV thing. Yeah. 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 Do you ever call they, Honda? seven kids in my carpool. And oh, yeah. Seats oh. eight. So. Chris was asked before, like, has anyone reached out to Honda? Yeah. Are you trying to reach out to Honda at all? I mean. That's a dream one yeah, right there. Yeah, that is a dream oh. one. I would love to ride for Honda. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but absolutely. listen, I mean, like, turning down a free car is, is pretty, I mean, this, you got to, you got to. No. Now, looking back on heavy. it. Looking back on it now, I would, I'd probably have, you, have done it. Right. This was like 2003, 2004. You could probably look up when the X5 came out or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. But I was like, I don't need an SUV. I'm, I don't have kids, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need to be polluting the environment that much okay. to drive an SUV around. Yep. I don't need a gas. luxury car. Gas yeah, prices. Gas. And uh, this was before $4 gasoline or whatever. Sure. But, but it was also at a time in skateboarding where I was like really... I was making a good living, you yeah. know, like, and I could pick and choose what I wanted to do mm, okay. for, you know, like around that time I had, you know, 2004, I had just written, I had just written a book. Um, I had a signature line of clothing, my own signature line of shoes at Payless Shoes through Airwalk. Wow. Um, I, I had a, a signature board through Pal Peralta, yeah. Penny Mac boards. Um, and people were like, I was turning down demos and like, there was too much to do. You know, there was yeah. like the, I had a personal assistant. I had a PR company that worked for me. I just like, I couldn't answer the fan mail fast enough. So it was just like that time in skateboarding for me was just like the pinnacle of, you know, so 
when BMW called, I was like, I don't get time. I don't have time for this. Wow. Around that time, I got I got a call. My agent got a call uh, about doing a bar mitzvah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> my, my, you were getting agent, called for birthday my, parties and bar mitzvahs. Two, and I actually I, I ended up doing two. I did a, a birthday party in Boca Raton. And because my agent was like, yeah, no, Andy doesn't do birthday parties. Yeah. What, know, what, like, do you, what, what do you want? But, and, and this guy's rich dad from Boca Raton, Florida was like, well, what's his international demo rate? I'll pay it. Yeah. You know? Right. And my agent was just like, hey, I set you up and you're going to laugh, but he's paying this rate, you know? So it was like 20 grand to go hang out with this kid. For his, <laughs> for his, for Did you have to sing? Birthday. Did, I didn't have to sing. sing. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, we probably sang because he had it. I, I, I mean, you have up. to get on the mic in front of everybody. I, no, I, it was like, it was literally like I was on, between events. And I mean, this was like, I was on the road 10 months out of the year. I, okay. was, I was doing a book tour. I was doing the, the Payless Shoes, you know, launch. Okay. Um, and, and then all the skate tour. And this is, this is like... What there was X Games had like four different events. Do Tour had five events plus all the international stuff, and it was just like constant. Yeah, so I I flew in a red eye flight into um, Boca Raton, Florida, and showed up at this kid's house. Like just knocked on the door, like <laughs> I love this. like happy yeah. birthday, little Joey, and he was just like Tom Cruise is here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That must be um, pretty bizarre. You know, I mean, this kid wanted you at his birthday party, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? That's pretty trip. amazing. We, we can tell stories for sure. Yeah. Um, we did a, a, a bar mitzvah in Israel and they flew us to Israel, put us up for a week, me and my wife. Wow. Um, and, the, and the kid, it's his 13th birthday, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal, whatever. Sure. Uh, it's bar mitzvah. And he, he had, they must have spent half a million dollars on on this bar mitzvah oh they built on the on the lakefront they built uh, a half pipe and and all the staging that walked up to it and an outdoor music venue and restaurant all catered wow. our, our our half pipe show was just like part of the evening mm -hmm. you know, event um but we all got paid it was me and dennis mccoy like it was one skateboarder one bmx or one inliner did you the kid know, even just, skate or it. this was just a part of what did it, he it was, was like a, a show fan. I don't, he didn't come and skate with us no, it was no, no, just no, like no. this was part of his his show thing. yeah like this was isn't that crazy what people spend money on it's, 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 and yeah. how much money they spend I'm sure <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean they gotta fly you in and do yeah. all the and put you and me and my wife and put us up all week and we made a tour because I was at a contest in Moscow so my wife and I flew to Moscow hung out um i bought a ticket on my miles for mickey vukovic who okay. used to live in russia and yeah. speaks russian so him and his wife i got them tickets and we yeah. hung did out in moscow went and saw the bolshai ballet and yeah he was oh, my translator the whole, thing? Yeah, wow. the whole thing yeah um and then we flew to um then we went to jerusalem because we hadn't seen it and okay and uh uh, and Egypt and saw the pyramids and everything and then went to the bar mitzvah and man, I've always wanted to see the big pyramids man that's cool is it cool yeah did you climb great. any did you, yeah, did you get yeah, up there and call, do you can climb all up in there if it's you crazy. if you tip the guys out they'll show you like the oh, secret they, rooms and oh, like really? yeah, yeah you can fully get it in there and like oh in the like tomb the mummy like and that? stuff yeah totally because all the tombs are empty they've yeah, already yeah, of course they've emptied all the the jewels out those are those are in the Cairo Museum which is a trip in itself because there's so much of it. Like you're walking around the Cairo museum and there's these artifacts that are just like, if they were in a, a, a museum in America, there would be like a glass case sure. around or whatever. Just there. And there it's just like next to the vacuum cleaner, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like laying around, you know, I can imagine the feeling you get when you see these big pyramids out there and this it's, it must be, it was surreal. Like surreal. The, yeah. the interesting part though, and the, the kind of the, the downer is, is that like, 
you take a cab out to Giza or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at the Sphinx, if you're standing here looking at the Sphinx sure. and the pyramids of Giza behind you or in front of you, if you spin on 180, there's a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Directly They don't show that on the all no, the, the, the cameras <laughs> only go one way. But if huh. you take a 360 view of that area, like, the, you know, the town grew and sure. it, it came right up to Giza and they were like, okay, that's good. So you can sit and eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC. And and look at the Colonel's secret recipe <laughs> right, right there on the right there in the museum it's kind right of like the... ah, but <laughs> so let's go we we're talking about chris markovich staying out there and um skating street with those guys and doing all that um getting a taste of that were you now well on your way were you just like this is i mean these guys are doing it here the 101 all this stuff i i i, I can i can get there no, no. <laughs> you weren't even thinking. You weren't even thinking that when the the wake up call for me there was like New England. I don't, you know, all I know about California is what I see in magazines sure. and maybe the videos, you know, Plan B videos and whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't really give you a lot about what the skate culture is in in California. And at the time, in the early '90s, skateboarding was dead, deady, dead, dead. Yeah, and <laughs> and you had to have a certain look. You had to have certain tricks you had to have that like there's so few people doing it and it was such like a niche you know so within totally. skateboarding there was like the cool way to do it yeah. right and i wasn't it no that no. was like and and seeing that i i wasn't about to try to become it yeah, because yeah, it yeah. would be c- completely you know fake and you would be able to see it a mile away gotcha. like everybody's doing pressure flips dude you better get your pressure flips on i still can't do a pressure flip. <laughs> no, it's, it's terrible too, right, right. <laughs> um, I there's no to, sense in learning now i remember going to rats back then like street course would be filled with kids and you'd be the only one on the vent ramp yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been lucky enough that i've i've kind of clawed my way uh to a career that's been without having to um compromise who I am yeah. what, what I, what I always thought was fun and what skateboarding was to me. Right. Um, and so lucky for me that I've been able to make a living it's doing amazing. it. And that's why we started to talk about like some of the sponsors I've had. Like I was the, I was the first skateboarder to have a drink sponsor through Sobe beverages. Right. My, my manager happened to live or work down the street in, um, in Connecticut mm-hmm. where Sobe headquarters were. And he would go by all the time. And they were at the time they were like doing like, mountain bike team sponsor or whatever but action sports wasn't even really a thing yet it was still called extreme sports whatever and sure. he would go and be like you guys need to get in this action sports thing blah blah and for two two and a half years we just kept harping and bugging on boat like you got to get it you got to do it you got to do it this is where it's going and x games had started and whatever and then finally they're like all right let's try it you know let's try and i showed up at the first event with sobe crossing my helmet yeah drinking it and people were like you sell out, you fucking blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, just right, like right. I got the wrath of skateboarding because yeah. what does Sobe have to do with skateboarding? It's, Nothing. <laughs> but you, you skateboard and you get thirsty and it's you, juice. Yeah, you know, you're like buying I, it. I, I'm, <laughs> anyways, right. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm drinking it anyways. It's yeah. yummy. I like the cranberry grapefruit and now I don't have to buy it. You yeah, know? Man, the check's not bad either. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, yeah, you're and, the first and, now, and, and you know, so I rode for Sobe for 10, 12 years or something. And then now like, who who are you if you don't have a drink sponsor? Oh yeah, I mean, like look, look at the Red Bull or whatever, or right? Monster. Yeah. Yeah. We had a sick team too. Is um, myself and once they like kind of bought on. Sure. I rode for them by myself for years, but once it kind of became a thing, uh, Ryan Sheckler was my teammate. Oh. Um, Mike Valley was my teammate. Jamie Bestwick. Oh. We had a sick team. Oh, and um, how am I blanking on um, Travis Pastrana? 
Travis. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They were all Sobe. Sobe how originals, you, Team Sobe riders. How did you feel, though, when you said you got the wrath of like, well, here it is on my helmet, I got the sticker, I'm, I'm now support, and then people, you know, were, were giving you hell for that. Was that, did that hurt inside, or were you just like, you know what, I'm doing my thing, guys. This yeah, is... I mean, if I had taken all that, if I had taken, it's like today on the, on the internet, like, you don't read the comments, because right. you, you can't take that shit, it's just, it's, a lot it's of... just trolls, you know, sure. like, if... If Tony Hawk had to read all the troll comments about uh, <laughs> you know, how much he was a sellout for doing a milk yeah. commercial or whatever, like you'd never, and that's all you would do. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, from the get go, from before there was even that kind of stuff, there was, there was like Jake Phelps. When I was like the first year I skated, Jake was harping on me because I didn't party enough. Like I, <laughs> I didn't, I never drank. I never smoked. Uh, right. right. I never have tattoos to Nothing this day. Kind of- and like you're a skateboarder and you don't have tattoos, you know, like you're a skateboarder and you don't drink, you don't smoke. Like I've never taken a drag off a cigarette. Right. That's not a skateboarder in a lot of people's minds. You know, that's not what skateboarding is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is to me, Sure. you know, and, and it's just interesting because no matter how radical the group is, when you stray from the norm, you're going to see hard times. Yeah. You know? And the norm in skateboarding was that you had tattoos and you partied and you raged and I didn't. Yeah. So I was labeled like. You you take this too seriously. You're a trainer. Mm. Like that's like essentially where the term yeah. came from. And, and now you got this drink I wasn't sponsor. Tra- yeah, I wasn't yeah. training. I wasn't like, I, I always eat junk food, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, um, I wasn't like training and taking care of my body and lifting weights. I've like never go to the gym. It's the most boring thing in the world, but sure. I skate eight hours a day if I can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I skate as much as I can all, you know, and Look that's, at these that's kids what, nowadays. All that's they do is, and yeah. now everybody has a TF, yeah. you know, everyone's got their own personal training facility and yeah. it's like, okay. Right. But back then it was like my first interview was uh thrasher magazine. It was oh. right when Mike Burnett came aboard mm-hmm. and it was, uh, about that. It was like, it was like I, Mike, Mike's like, Mike did the interview. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, read back to you these accusations that people have made of you okay and you have to defend yourself that was the interview. that was inter- <laughs> really? wow. and so like the outtake quote was like because i just had fun with it you know like you're a trainer i was like yeah dude i've run five miles a day and <laughs> oh, you totally a dozen, like, like i i eat a dozen raw eggs and run five miles a day and that was like the outtake quote because oh, wow. <laughs> you totally like, just like sarcastic. yeah sure i yeah. just had fun with it yeah but whatever no whatever you want to believe dude that's pretty fun i mean you gotta have a little thick skin i mean especially being in the public eye too yeah you gotta have that Absolutely. thick skin like you said the comments and everything but i, I could imagine you know from your peers and stuff to get that must have hurt, you know, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking about before the show started to me, if, if it's genuine, sure. I could care less what other people think about it. You you know, like if I was like rocking Miller beer sponsor and And you don't drink at all drink and I was just like, yeah, it's great. Love this stuff. Like you'd be able to see through that and yeah, call me a sellout because I would be, you would totally, but if I'm chowing on red vines and I'm drinking, know, a sobe. drinking a Sobe because sure. I'd be doing it anyways, mm-hmm. then, you know, I, in, in my, 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 uh, um, like I built my whole career on kind of marrying that, being that bridge between the corporate world that, you know, the non-endemic mm-hmm. world has nothing to do with skateboarding and skateboarding because yeah. I've always had skateboard sponsors as well, starting with flight and jobless and whatever. Yeah. And and eventually Powell my dream and, sponsor, yeah. Powell Peralta, um, you know, that there is as far in my eyes, as core as you can get. George sure. Powell has been cobbling skateboards for 40 years and he makes the best ones there are wheels, bearings, 
he's not a marketing company. He's like, they're terrible at marketing. (laughs) (laughs) But they make the best stuff, you know? So Stacy and Craig were there. Yeah, they were were a great marketing company in in the 1980s when we all started skateboarding. But but they make the best stuff, you Mm. know? Like people can, you can... I ride for these bearings. I ride for these bearings, but when you actually like, yeah, let me see your board. Yeah, 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 for sure. They're all ride Swiss because Swiss are the best bearings. They're the the only bearing that's made for skateboarding. It's crazy. All the other bearings are electric motor bearings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask something too. How did, how did, uh, would you write for movie tickets? Oh, that's or, right. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? Movietickets.com started, um, in the, in the BMX world because their CEO is a BMX fan. Oh. And so I had a couple of BMX friends that, that, uh, rode for movie tickets and I was just like, you get free movies. Like that's <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, this guy, Mike Spinner is the first guy to do a 1080 on a bike over a jump. And I, I, I done demos and skated contests and at the, get to remember at the time, like every contest you went to was a bike skate a, inline contest. Sure. Right. Um, so, uh, I just started talking to spinner. I was like, Hey, they want to expand the program and have a skater. And, you know, Mike introduced me to him and I just like, I'm pretty persistent when it comes to <laughs> just knocking on the door. Like now, I like are, movies. Are you being the <laughs> persistent one or do you, or is it a manager or is it both? Uh, it's both. I mean, I don't have a manager anymore. Um, oh. but, uh, but I'll work with people that, you know, mm-hmm. want to like right now I'm working on a deal and my, my literary agent brought it to me. He brought the, the deal and I'm like, yeah, sure. You can have a percentage of what, if it becomes anything, sure. um, he's the one that shot my book to Simon Schuster. And if you can do that, if you can, what about what I write in a book, you can probably do it. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, but a lot of it was to answer your question was like, I would like, you know, knock on the door and like, I, this one was in, in this particular case, it was through a guy that was already riding for them. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, well, who's running the program? Oh, it's just the, you know, the CEO likes BMX. So I'm the only guy that rides for him. I was like, okay, well introduce me, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it was like me pitching. I'm like, hey, if you want to expand this, we could get more BMXers and let's get some skaters. And I know a guy that would be great for managing this. You know? So after I rode for him over a couple of years, my buddy Chris Conway came in as a brand manager. Oh, wow. And he he built the program even bigger. And was like, Not only are you girls, getting hooked up, you're hooking like, up other people yeah, for work Yeah, so like stuff. he was the one that was like years ago was like girls skateboarding is the next big thing. Like Nora, uh, Nora, who's been on this show, yeah, yeah. who's from Boston. Yeah. She wrote for movietickets.com. Yeah. Um, Samaria Brevard, okay. uh, movie tickets girl. We took her on her first, the first time she'd ever been on an airplane was on a movie tickets tour we did. No way. <laughs> you go with her movie fun. ticket tours? Are you going, what yeah. movies are you going to go watch? Wait, that's what she did. That was our job. That was the best part about being a movie tickets writer is you would just get a card that like you just throw down and it's like basically a gift card. If you wanted to bring you, all yeah, of us to the movie. That's could, what I would do. We'd be hanging out at, at dinner and be like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? At, at a, you know, at a contest or whatever, like I would take like 15, 20 guys to the movies <laughs> popcorn and just be like, yeah. Or, or you would like plan it if you're just at home and there's nothing, your job is to go to the movies sure. and talk about it, social media, whatever. Yeah, 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 of course. So like the night that, um, the new Godzilla movie came out, we took everybody to sushi cause it's Japan. Sure. Like, so, and then sure. we went and saw Godzilla. I mean, movies so, are expensive, bro. Yeah. But I, there again, like we were talking about, there was definitely haters to, to the, Dying day. They don't do the action sports program anymore. They got bought by Fandango like last oh, year or whatever. They stopped doing it. And they stopped doing it. But huh. to its dying day, as much as everybody loves movies and goes and I, I get to free see, there's people like movie tickets sell out. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. You know, because it's just <laughs> easy to do, right? Yeah, like, right. Eh. 
they don't well you're this weird transition you're like the first one to really start doing that yeah and that's, well that's just the deal is like the, the very first guy through the door yeah, always yeah, yeah um but i think a lot of it is is like i'm that clean cut like i had an article sure. in sports illustrated it was called mother approved that was the title that was the title title. yeah and they were like basically holding me up as compared to like tuss pappas oh yeah you know right like here's the yin and the yang of skateboarding you know and there's quotes from tuss and tuss is like "Ah, i'm not really feeling that dude yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. of course you're not like yeah yeah, that's not what skateboarding is to you right and this is what it is to me so when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by Shake Junk. Yep, the company that keeps you going in these streets. Need that perfect grip for your flick? Bearings that just don't stop? Bolts to keep your trucks on tight? Look no further. ShakeJunt.com has what you need. Grip, bearings, bolts, skateboards, rails, riser pads, grip tape cleaner, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and everything else in between. Treat yourself and save a couple bucks by entering 9Club at checkout. Yep, 20% off everything. Just enter 9Club, N-I-N-E-C-L-U-B at ShakeJunt.com. Get there while you can. Like uh, a story I'd, I'd like to tell is is in, in that vein. Like I I uh, wrote for I was the first celebrity athlete anything endorsement of Amazon.com. Seriously, they, they've never had anybody represent that brand. Um, and through 10, 12 years of of working with Amazon, yeah, originally through a an adult pogo stick that I was working on. It was, oh. you know, it's a gnarly thing. You could jump yeah. over a house yeah. with you those things. Jump like six feet on. Yeah. The thing. <laughs> so through that, they were sold on Amazon. I met somebody at Amazon and started talking with them and like, Hey, you guys ever think about selling skateboards, whatever. Got them to sell the first skateboards ever. They were my skateboards, the Andy Mac brand wow. on, on Amazon. And there soon followed all the Powell products and whatever. Okay. And, and then soon followed all the real products and all the other brands started sure. selling on Amazon. Yeah. And that went on for like 10 years before they just actually, because you used to get skateboards on Amazon.com next to the baseball gloves and the fishing oh, rods, yeah. right? It was, it was just like the same, right? It was, yeah. sporting, it was sporting goods section of the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we started selling the, the Andy Mac brand on there, I was like, hey, hire me to help you build an action sports party because because skateboarders don't want to buy fishing rods yeah, so yeah, much yeah. you know like right, they, right. there should be skateboards next to skateboard stuff there you and, go um and so i helped them uh you know build out their action sports page Whoa. and made sure that was they were using the right terminology and whatever so i rode for amazon for two years before <laughs> love this before uh they were, it was, it was a smiley sticker it was on your like board? i had it on my helmet yeah you but there, were, there was a press release and they were going to release the press release. It was the day before my first competition day at X Games. This was probably like one of the last days of X Games in LA. So mm-hmm. like 2012 or 13 or something. And uh, they wouldn't go live with a press release because I hadn't done a background check yet. And they were like, you have to take a background check or you You're can't like, ride for Mother us. Mother approved. Like, yeah. look, look at but, the article. So I had to get online and do a background check. And if anything had come up, if I had been arrested for trespassing for skateboarding, no deal. No deal. What? And this was like a, it was a, it was a good deal. Good deal. Yeah. I bet. Amazon's got, you know, I was, getting, I was getting paid and I was like, <gasps> you know, like, and I, and I passed the test, whatever. I got my background check and I was thinking like, there's not a lot of other skateboarders that 
probably would have passed that background <laughs> yeah. check. I mean, if I had done any illegal drugs, if yeah. I had done, you know, any, but even any trespassing, right. yeah. trespassing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. we get tickets for it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Why skating skate parks, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm about to switch up my whole thing. Man, Amazon. Uh, I think about that all the time. Like Nigel driving these three hundred thousand dollar cars, pulling up and then hopping a fence, and like, sure, yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty awesome. Can, oh, yeah, yeah. And this wasn't even that long ago. Would you say two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen? Yeah. Are you still with Amazon? No, no, because no, once these the, deals run out, yeah, and, yeah. and Amazon's so corporate. It was yeah. like in the in the two years that I rode for them, the buyer switched like five times. Oh. So the people that were buying my product that we were like, because once I once the the original buyer that helped push the deal through, sure. we were all in. Like we were like flew them out to Powell and like showed them the way, showed them a good time, whatever, and like call them up two weeks later and like yeah. They move sideways in the company. There's this new guy now. And oh, you're just like, God, all this uh, work start all over. Did. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anytime you have, that's, there's, you definitely have to have patience for that that kind of world. Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, it's obviously like people, you can buy skateboards on amazon.com now and that's a good thing. Like a lot of companies, you ask them what their biggest account is. It's probably Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, um, online world's yeah. crazy. I helped launch uh, a brand of a uh, toy brand through Lego. Andy. Called Bionicle. How are you good? Do you remember Bionicle? No, it was no. like a. This was late '90s. Uh, I was riding for Powell, uh -huh. and Lego was launching a new toy like division called Bionicle. It was like this hero-based building blocks, but not blocks. They were like more action figure type okay. things. And I launched. They won awards for their their you know design and whatever as Lego does. Um, but I got to go Legoland California just opened and I got to go after hours and like skate through mini, like I skated down San Francisco in, right. in, the, in the, the mini, mini Legoland. Like we did me and, to put big wheels me, on me and Rhino had a photo shoot in Legoland. It was That's awesome. Big, the I mean, it's, it's bumpy, right? With the, the, with the no, the actual road. Oh, is like they were smooth, okay. And then all the buildings were built out of. Actual Sounds Legos to me like you're a hustler, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you really get down Straight in there. Up. You, you get these deals, which is amazing. <laughs> Kids nowadays, they, they they love the these deals, man. And plus, you're you know you got a family, bro. That's how I feed my kids. What's the biggest deal you've ever gotten? <laughs> what's the biggest? What's the biggest? Uh... Ever get a million dollar payout? No, there was a time in my career where I was making a million dollars a year, but it, wow. it wasn't. But it wasn't from one. Yeah, it was accumulation yeah, of yeah, everything it was like from the demos and you good contests, money. You good like money a, saver. You good, good uh, with the with the books and everything. I'm, done right. I'm not yeah. making near the money now that I was. Well, that's what then, I'm saying. If you and, save and up and, yeah, and, and I, invest, I, maybe I invested pretty good. Good. Yeah. So, I own a house. I own a car. Three kids, and everything I have is because of skateboarding. Yellow helmet. Let's talk about the yellow helmet, shall we? Shall we? Why the yellow helmet? Now I have my own theories. I have uh, my own interesting theories. To hear the theory. my, my, my theory is that you know it, to be seen. You wanted to be. You wanted to, to stick out in the crowd and. You know, having this yellow helmet really um, stand out. Yeah, you stand out. That is definitely the effect. Okay. Um, it it was uh, not the the means. I no. wasn't I wasn't like set out to like I'm gonna wear a helmet, yellow helmet, and everyone's gonna it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna and people are gonna, gonna see me. Right. I didn't have that kind of foresight. No. no I, it was um, uh, Chris Miller, who I we've talked about, told stories. Sure. To, was well, I used to emulate Chris Miller because of how great a skateboarder he was. Amazing. And Still is. later, yeah. later what a great guy he was because mm -hmm. he knew me from Adam and he picked me up at the airport and there you I, go. I'm indebted to him to this day for that. Um, but 
he used to wear a yellow helmet in the 1980s when he was pro oh. for planet earth and that's where the yellow helmet came from is i i wore a yellow helmet because chris miller did then that's it and that and that's it and then and so in like around the turn of the century makes me feel real old when i say it like that <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know i was like Whoa. around the turn of the century i started wearing a yellow helmet um I think the first like real footage I had was doing the swatch jump, the the world record jump. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a yellow helmet, and soon thereafter I wrote for ProTech, and okay. soon thereafter ProTech was like, "We're going to do signature helmets. Everybody pick a color." And I got that email late or something, <laughs> so like guys already picked blue and black and white and whatever, and so here's you can have green or purple or yellow for your signature color. And you and already, I was already wearing, wearing yellow, so I was like, "I got yellow." So your signature helmet was your signature color, and mm-hmm. it came with a, a pack of stickers from all your sponsors. Oh. That's what made your helmet on ProTech your signature helmet. Okay. So mine was yellow. You just and, ran with it. And I, yeah, I just ran with it. And I've since got switched helmet sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and when I got a new helmet sponsor, I was like, hey, if you really want to have an impact, I'll, I'll switch. I'm not attached to yellow. I just happened to be wearing one. I had been, I had been wearing one with ProTech for four or five years at okay. the time or something. Right. Let's switch and it, people will notice. Right? Sure. And so I switched and they gave me like, I picked like olive drab or something like an okay. army green helmet <laughs> okay. or something. Right. And I showed up that year at X games. Um, my doubles partner, Tony Hawk is on the deck and I showed up for doubles practice and I skated right by him on the deck. And I was like, Tony. He didn't even see you. He didn't even know. He didn't. Yeah. He couldn't see me because I wasn't wearing <laughs> <a yellow helmet. laughs> Oh, Andy, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, where's your helmet? Like, whatever. So, uh, yeah, eventually <laughs> it came back. Uh, I, I just got in. I started working with um, AAA helmets. Okay. And I, I know now I'm just like, because eventually like my fans were just like, what the hell? Where's the yellow helmet? Like, right. you have to wear a yellow helmet, whatever. To the point where... Uh, I started riding for Triple Eight, and they they made a yellow helmet, but it was like this kind of mustardy yellow. You know, it was yellow. Oh, it was. So this year at the X Games, I was wearing that like mustard yellow helmet or whatever, and I rolled up on the deck, and Bucky Lassick was like, "It's up to your helmet. That's not your yellow." Yeah, right. <laughs> like your <laughs> like, own. Like you have your yeah, own Pantone. Like, like, yeah. yeah, this is the literally. Right yes, that's the Pantone. Literally, like I have a Pantone. You have a Pantone. I have. It's not called Andy Mac yellow <laughs> helmet. But, yeah, but, it should be. But, yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, but yeah, when I got on Triple Eight, I was like, "I'll send you the Pantone. You got to make me some helmets like this, and then I'll ride for you." Great. <laughs> so that's, that's the a, demand. That's, that's great. amazing, that's, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't mean for that to happen. You didn't mean for it. Yeah. It just, but but yeah, the result is that like when I was on skating in in televised contests, and my mom, like who never watches TV, she knew can turn it on. Like yeah, it's yeah. There's my son. There's your son. Yeah. So that would became the default answer when everyone was like, why do you wear a helmet? So my mom can tell it's me well, on TV. <laughs> okay. That's, that's why. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, the bright colors, they can stand, they stand out more. You know, that's why I thought maybe, oh, maybe he wears a yellow helmet to, you so, know, like stand Jimmy out in Floyd the crowd. Like pink back in the day. What? Like Jimmy Floyd rocking pink back in the that's day. That's right. That's right. People. But it became Tony, your. Tony Hawk rocking pink. Mm-hmm. That was oh, more yeah. an 80s thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tony Hawk didn't even recognize you. <laughs> you Kevin know? Staub to this day. Just punk rock is going to be... Just still wearing... Yeah, every color possible. Purple. He rides for Triple Eight, too. His, his signature's a green. But oh, it ma- really? matches his hair. Mm-hmm. Green hair. Do you get royalties from the helmet? I mean, you must sell a lot nah, of... Uh, I, don't have, I don't have a signature helmet mm-hmm. deal with Triple Eight. Just starting out, but okay. I got I gotta, yeah. to... But I should if they do a yellow in my yellow. But I feel like... Pro- <laughs> <laughs> Your yellow, I love that, dude. <laughs> but I feel like Protect, that would be like the... 
You wrote for him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, what? And, and when when I did, that was my signature helmet, and that graduated to like when I started doing all the Andy Mac brands. Yeah, I had an Andy Mac brand Protex set. Oh yeah, it was like Andy Mac pads and helmet, and came with. Oh yeah, like, whole starter uh, kit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you could. There was a time where you could get, and like. Uh, Adam Taylor told me that he had he has footage of himself skating in like all Andy Mac no way gear yeah and he he works ironically he works for Triple Eight who owns One Eight Seven Pads now too so oh okay um, yeah he's like I got footage of me skating in Andy Mac pads and that's yellow funny. helmet and what were they they were selling but that, those was, at- but that was the deal there was a time when you could get you know uh, uh, for the cost of a, you know, sixty dollar skate shoe. You sure. could get two pairs of Andy Mac shoes for like thirty bucks each. Wow! At, at Payless, mm-hmm. and then you could get uh, the Andy Mac board that the pal made as, as a complete. Oh wow! For like sixty bucks on Amazon, uh, maybe it was like seventy bucks or something. But it's okay. it's like it's the price same price. board that I'd be riding on street. Like when we designed it, I was jumping downstairs over and over trying to bend the trucks and like it's basically mini logo trucks well yeah, yeah. level ge- gear huh. but we took enough out of it that like hey little joey who's just getting a skateboard for the first time doesn't have to have trucks that are gonna like you right. know, he only weighs 80 pounds sure but they have to be able to turn you know <clears throat> of course so if they work for me jumping down sets of 12 over and over then they're gonna work for little joey right um, because the alternative at the time was like spider-man board right and little joey's like good enough that he can go to the skate park and learn to drop it on the mini ramp and he can't turn. But then yeah. after that, yeah. yeah or the, or yeah. the wheels don't roll him across to the other side. Like, right. And he's not having a good first experience on a skateboard. And sure. I was like, I want to change that. I want your first experience to be a good experience. I asked um, Chet Thomas a similar question about Darkstar, you know, making boards for Target or whatever right, else. Right. And it's pretty much the same answer. It's like he wanted to make sure a, bo- a kid who bought that board is going to be able to skate. Yeah. Like be able to turn, be able to roll and everything else. Right. And and then and now they'll be hooked on skateboarding yeah. because they had go. a good first experience. Yeah. And then if they w- eventually want to buy $80 Swiss bearings, they can. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should. What about boards right now? What are you doing for boards? Because you, you had Powell, then you had your own, didn't you had your own board? It's always been Powell. I've been built Powell for 21 plus years. 21 plus years. Yeah. Wow. You got positive through there too, right? Yeah, positive was Powell, mm-hmm. Powell brand. So That was your um, own brand, positive. Through, yeah, I mean, it was Powell brand, but it was yeah. like my, I came up with the name and okay. we worked on the logo together. And, sure. Um, and that was just kind of, once once you're not, once you're with, not with Powell anymore, when I did the shoe brand, Powell was like, eh, we'll give you your own brand and you just do your own thing Ooh. over here. But Powell has always been, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want it to run a skateboard company. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> what are you yeah. going to do when you try blah, blah, blah? I'm like, it ain't starting a skateboard company. That's it's crazy. It's tough. <laughs> Especially That's, nowadays. Yeah, it's that like, is nuts. Boy. So, yeah, no, it's not that. Yeah. Um, I ride the um, the flight deck construction oh, for, yeah? for Powell, and it, I don't think I'll ever go back to real wood. It's crazy. How long does a board last you? The board that I'm riding right now was my vert board. Now it's my pool board. Okay. And it's eight months old. What? Wow. Eight months I, old. I wrote, I wrote it for seven months on vert yeah and like it's the only board that i'll do like do ding repair on you know like it'll hit a seam or whatever and i'll you know file it down with some grip tape or whatever i just i just set up a new vert board and i took that board and i put new grip tape on it and set it up as my pool board because it's still great it's the they don't lose their pop they don't lose they don't start to flex out like i literally will ride the same board like eight nine months 
before that's I'll crazy. change it out. I'll just change the grip tape and keep riding it. Now, what, but, like, what's but, the construction in that? I don't. Why is it so special? Pal magic, dude. Pal magic. <laughs> like certain, is there like is there fiberglass in it or something like that? Or like yeah, the top layer is is some kind of carbon fiber, mm. like it's black, right? But then the bottom layer is wood, so okay. it slides normal like wood, feels like wood. Yeah. It, the only thing that you can tell when you pick it up feels lighter i don't think that it's actually lighter i think it feels lighter because it's thinner mm -hmm. um it feels oh. like a potato chip so especially when you, you do a lot of grabbing on vert i can i feel like i can just like correct stuff that goes wrong way easier now and when i grab it it feels like a potato chip it feels thinner it is it is thinner it's thinner to like i don't know how many millimeters but it is definitely thinner but oh. i also ride the uh thieve trucks okay. i ride the all titanium truck mm -hmm. so my board even though i ride 60 millimeter wheels light. is super light like i pick up some like tony rides independent trucks and i'm just like dude because we used to always switch boards. Like when he used to ride for Tracker and I would do doubles with him, I dread doing the board switch because I got to land on Trackers. Now. <laughs> like, ah, like, <laughs> that's how I learned to pass my board back. Like he would pass me a board and I'd be riding Trackers. I'd be like, how do I get off this board as yeah, soon as yeah. I can? And so I used to like kick my board away and grab his. And then I learned to grab my board, grab his. So the next wall, I could take his board away and put mine back <laughs> so that I could, get, I could get off his board as soon as I could. Wow. I mean, the doubles thing really interests me, you know? because were, were a lot of people doing these double or are you guys pretty much like the only one I mean like when we rode for Airwalk and we were doing doubles we'd start to do routines so that we know like we Tony and I today can look at each other and go doubles great and we just drop in and do a you, doubles line that we go that one yeah that one you know whatever. what you, we you know, know what we doing. know which one is like our go-to demo yeah doubles routine you do them in demos and, and stuff and too yeah no yeah. we had been doing them demos when we rode for Airwalk and then when uh, ESPN announced they're doing a doubles contest. He was the first phone call. Of like, course. hey, let's do this. Who else is doing it? And, and we were the only ones that really like had anything to go on and the only ones that went and like practiced for the first like couple of years because yeah. we were like, I remember going to Chris Borstramp and like figuring out a line. Yeah. Um, and then we would figure out another line. And most everybody else would just go to the show up at the X Games and get a partner and start working on a line. At and they would do at the event. Right. And then they would do that line. And if they did it, they'd do it again. And me and Tony would do our line. And that's line one. Then we'd do, you do line two. One. Yeah, we'd do a yeah. different line. So we'd had like, oh. just because we, we could. Like we, we had stuff until that one year I forgot what line uh -oh. was what. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Right before we dropped in, I was like, hey, Tony, what's, uh, what's after the alley-oop? And he's like, there's no alley-oop in this line. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, okay, I got it, and I didn't have you it. Didn't ha and oh. I dropped in, and we like had to pop out like halfway through the line, like oh, and <laughs> jeez. Did he luckily get... we made our next line and and then made the finals. Did, and did Tony get mad? At you? <laughs> did Tony get mad at you? He was frustrated so, with so, me for sure. <laughs> what like, was that, he was, really? that was like that was the 1998 uh, X Games, and I I had one vert. And he got like third, and I think he thought he got second for sure. Mm. And he like threw his trophy is his metal and stuff and then we're skating doubles the next day and i um, i'm you gonna blew blow it. it for him right oh, yeah. like at first i beat him then i'm gonna blow it for him now we ended <laughs> yeah, up winning. Yeah. <laughs> you beat him and then now you're sabotaging yeah. the doubles run dude i got a uh, silver medal in street that year too what? i fell asleep right before you, the street contest but what, were you, what did you do in the street <laughs> contest <laughs> i was in, i was in the it's athlete tent and i was like rights. This was just, yeah, it was just, it was the, the street event was, okay. was vert quarter pipes oh. and jump boxes. Like I did a backflip over the jump box in my 
street event. A, yeah. Did a backflip. Yeah, I was the first to do a backflip in, in competition. What do you grab? Or early went, grab? No, what do you no, do? No. Like, ollie. Just ollie. Were you ollie back, and then? Like in, indie grab. Oh, you ollie and then indie. Grab indie and yank. I don't know. What do you do? I just look back. Um, oh, I, at Woodward. At Woodward was like long time ago we, we used to drag I, I have a background in gymnastics before i started skating oh. i was a gymnast okay and so we uh, going to woodward i was like totally at home in the in the like Got i you. used to do the tumbling demos mm -hmm. with the, with the gymnasts and then we'd grab crash bags out of the gym and drag them down to the vert ramp and i would try like aerials out of the vert ramp onto the deck and that's where the foam pit came from. Gotcha. Like I was like, hey, let's, what if we built, you know, a jump ramp and then, you know. And You're so, responsible for the foam pit. Me and Gary Ream, like, I'm, I'm not going to take all the credit. Like, sure. everybody was thinking along the same lines, but foam that's where we fun. built the first thing is like the jump ramp to a foam pit, jump ramp to the resi. Those, the original two were, are still at Woodward in, in uh, Cloud, no, what's it called? Lot 8. Lot 8, yeah. Yeah, Lot 8. So I learned backflips into the foam and yeah. then I learned them onto the resi and, and I got a 411 opener, dude. I heard you guys talking about 411. Yeah, well, Kelly's Kelly a huge for which 411 was. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> well, you, you were in the first 411 I ever that? saw, which it's, it's right next to issue 15. Uh, but you had street footage in there, too. And that was the first time I, I mean, I got introduced to you pretty quick because of 411. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. What did I do? What was I doing on street? Uh, you like did a line, you like ollied over the ledge, you did like a 360 flip. I think you did a back 5-0 or a front 5-0 on a bench. And it was like. Sounds about. Yeah, sounds, sounds <laughs> like a, of my street skating career right yeah. there. Like, that's as good as it got. If I shove it out of that five zero, that was it. Yeah. I was like, but then you had, then you had vert, and like, that was when I just discovered skateboarding. So I was like, what the hell? He's doing that, and he skate that big ramps. Like I didn't know what it was yeah. called back then, but big ramps. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, <laughs> that's what I knew back then. That's but it was, it's it, cool too because the uh, the foam pit at in Woodward. Uh, right next to it, I forget what the place is called. Um, the playground, I think, or something. But they build a handrail into a foam yeah, pit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Does That's, that help? Does that like? It's kind of scary in a, in a weird way. I mean, it's because your board's there still too. Right. So you're flying down into, and right. that board could just land. You can just yeah, land you on can, it. You can yeah. nut your board. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, it, it's fun actually, but but thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had mentioned Airwalk, right? 20 plus years with Airwalk. 26 Six, years on 26 Airwalk. 26 years. That's insane. But yeah, recently yeah, now yeah. you... So to my knowledge, like only Steve Caballero has, has a longer running signature shoe. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, because you did maybe, have... Maybe Costin, but he had brakes because he rode for the Kai and that's then like true. whatever. Yeah. That's but true. Like one brand, one, one signature shoe since 1997. Crazy. And then, but now you got uh, vans, right? You're yeah. doing skating vans. Yeah, skating vans. It's a whole. How new was world. that switch? Because <laughs> you're 26 years of. Yeah, it one was, shoe. It was, it was like, and one shoe last. Like once I had that, my signature shoe that last, was it. I had a signature last. So they just built all my shoes, regardless of what the uppers were. Like I was saying, like eventually Airwalk became a licensing company, and okay. I had signature shoes in Brazil that didn't look like the signature shoe I had in Japan or whatever, oh, gotcha. but the signature shoes that I had were on the Andy Mac last. So I had a cup sole on the same, like the same yeah. so bottoms are, forever. Yeah. Same I, board I, feel. Essentially my whole career. Yeah. Yeah. So I switched to Vans and I, I called up Steve Van Doren. He's yeah, we'll send you whatever. Like, and I was like, send me some cup soles. And I'm like, we don't make cup soles. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, like, what? wait a minute. Like, yeah. Like we only make, like we have this super cushy vulcanized thing, but we only make Volk shoes. So sure. live with it, you know? And I was like, ah, I haven't worn a vulcanized shoe skateboarding since before I wrote for Airwalk. So 
in almost 30 years, you know, like that is great. How did, how was that before adjustment? I, before I got on Airwalk, I was riding Airwalks. Like I, yeah. I won a pair of Vans cabs in a contest at Maximas oh, wow. and or like some vision that were, I had some vision streetwear or something mm. that had vulcanized. But since then I hadn't worn a vulcanized shoe. And so I had to like relearn to skate. And, I was going to say, how was that? Tra- yeah, how was, was that transition? Like, like learning? It was surprisingly, uh, difficult skating vert because yeah. because everyone's like vans are so grippy blah blah and i always just blew that off like oh i'm sure they're waffle print whatever whatever sure. and and i dropped in first time wearing vans and i was like Glued. i had new grip tape and yeah and your feet don't move and i want them to move a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. I, you if you don't shuffle. land just right on air you want to shuffle my feet a little bit or just have that feeling of like i need to set up for a nollie trick mm-hmm. and you need to just like move your front foot a little bit and it's way harder with vans you have to you stand have to down a lot more now? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would always like just take my shoes and do that. Oh, just rub on, it on the yeah, board. Just yeah, just rub yeah, it on yeah, the yeah. board and yeah. break in your grip tape, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to do that more now, and just like, I'm, I'm used to it now. It's yeah. fine, but um, the, the biggest was like that I had the support, the support of a cup sole for all these years. Yeah. That the, the board feel of a cup sole, sure. and now it's it's vulcanized sole. And yeah. don't they? they know, I the, could the have super, sworn they're making the super cush. I read the the Kyle Walkers, and they're they're mm. like they feel like a cup sole sorta, but yeah, really? they're not they're not constructed that that same way. Oh, they're still they're still put in. They look yeah. like more like technical, mm. a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, but it comes from within the 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 inside of the the footbed, not the the outside of the bottom. When they when they build it, they don't sew the bottoms on. They still no. they still. Mm cook them in an oven like oh. you do vulcanized What's as far your... as I know maybe I'm just talking complete trash <laughs> somebody at Vans right now is like you idiot they're, <laughs> they're cup soles I don't I have no idea what's your preference new board old shoes old shoes new board new board new new shoes if you had your nobody, choice to does go anybody out. like new board new shoes I do really I do, yeah <sighs> no 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 I, I like new board old shoes I could go with old the, board, with, new shoes with the, too. With the flight deck construction, yeah, it can be an eight month old board, and it feels like a new board. It doesn't look like one when you look down, right? So I'm but a you little grip bit tape like, too, though. But it's yeah, little, if you regrip you know, it, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that really doesn't even come into play anymore with right. the boards that I've been riding. Um, and my shoes, I'll ride, and they just look terrible. Oh. Right, right now, I'm, the, the shoes I'm wearing are like light blue Kyle yeah. Walkers, and there's tape on them, and they're just like, oh, you ride them till they, I, yeah, they're done. Them, so yeah, totally. There's there's the it, Cause I don't tie, I don't, there's just tape. So there's, cause you, you sit on your feet and you knee slide. And so, sure. you're, so your, your shoes are a mess from the first day. Mm-hmm. Do you miss lace savers? But, but uh, if they made a decent shoe, like decent looking shoe with lace savers, I would totally rock them. <laughs> what, <laughs> is the light, flat, what is this lace saver? Lace savers? Airwalks like, used to make, uh, a, like basically we used to call them mud flaps. It was like a piece of. Oh. That, is it the, like the Velcro yeah, and the Velcro thing? Yeah, right, right, closure right, right, right. over okay. that? That was for vert, vert skating. It was, yeah, so so that you wouldn't break your laces. You ever try to oh, knee yeah. slide on uh, street just because it's in your ingrained in your head? Oh, I can ever? knee slide out of a crooked grind, no yeah. problem. No, but full pads, crooked grind on a ledge, knee slide. But I can imagine it could get ingrained in your head, like yeah. And then you try to bail, and you just directly knee go to. Tony told me he did a knee slide the other day at the TF, the California Skate Parks TF, out of an invert knee slid but he just came in he was wearing jeans and he came in and got up like i'm good like just, whatever just like yeah you just you're so, that's how i grew up yeah you're so used to knee sliding like if i'm going to skate a four foot mini ramp like your buddies in redding or whatever yeah. knee pads mm. i'll yeah. rock it i'm not too proud oh like, on a four whatever. foot your knee pad yeah oh, yeah just yeah whatever because oh. it's way easier for me sure. to, to like then try to like run out and step on the soap or like jam oh. your foot into the front of your shoe like yeah. i'll just knee slide that's all good like 
I just get a back air pool with no transitions. Like you shouldn't even try to any slide in here because you're only going to land on the drain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll swear he Are okay. you getting warmed up when you go to the ramp, or can you just drop in and five forty, seven twenty, do all your little thing? Like how? How? What's a warm up <laughs> process like? I used to have for a. You? I used to have like the same warm up run every time. Stretching I, before you get to the park? No, 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 no stretching. No. So okay. I, I used to, when I had time before I had kids. Yeah. I used to drop in, no stretching or anything. I don't. I, I, it's funny because the irony in that is that I'm the trainer, right? Don't oh, drink, yeah. don't smoke. Like you okay. probably jog to the ramp and whatever, did all this cross training. Like I don't go to the gym. Like it's no. I'm so boring. The right. only time I ever do that is if I'm injured and I can't skate. You rehab, um, yeah. Rehab, right. Yeah. But um, I would show up at the ramp and do drop in and go slider fakie, fakie hang up, frontside grind, frontside blunt, uh, rock fakie, cavalero. Like every time. That was and it. That was that was my warm up run forever. And then I had my first child twelve years ago and you don't have time. Like there's just no like your 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 space and time for actually going skating becomes less. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I would show up at the ramp and for a little while, because Tony's has been there forever. That's like my home ramp. Oh, okay. So it's and it's it's 12, 13, 15 years old or something, and it's still the best. Perfect. Ramp. It's super perfect. It's okay. a million dollar half pipe. Wow. And um and I, I would drop in and basically do a contest line. Like it was, and I, and I told myself, if I ever do this whole line, I'll just take off my pads and be done for the day. And I only ever did it once, but there was like a two year period after I had my first kid where I would drop in first wall, McTwist, uh, tail grab, tail grab five, stale fish, air to fakie, seven, lean rodeo, nollie heel, nollie heel for 360. And I pop out on the deck. And I usually I would make it to like, if I made it past the 720, I was psyched. You know, like, right, right, right. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. yeah. But that was like, you don't have time to warm up because you, you only right. have a two hour window to go skate because you got to go help take care of your baby. Sure. And, uh, and so for a long time that, that was it. And so and now I have three kids. So it's even wow. more just like I show up at the ramp and I go, it's your pretend like you've been skating for a while. <laughs> just, just, like, just in and like, see, uh, so I don't have like a, a go-to like, no. like that anymore. Um, cause I'm not spinning sevens like I used to. <laughs> Is that <laughs> the hardest like, trick for you to do right now? There's what, tricks in skateboarding the... that don't get any easier. Like the more, even though you do them all the time, mm -hmm. like I used to just be like, I got to do a seven every time I skate. I got to do a kick for five every time I skate. Oh, okay. like, cause cause you want to be used to it so that you can do it when it's time to do it in a contest. Sure. Or not as much contests anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I gonna need to have my sevens for the next Tony Hawk demo or whatever. There so, you go. um, that's, I think the last time I did a seven twenty was at the last Tony Hawk demo. Okay. So, and like you said, it's easier at the demos because of adrenaline and the crowds yeah, and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, often I skate by myself. I skate I was just about uh, morning sessions these days. Cause I have a, a, a two year old. Mm. So since I've had a two year old, um, I'm daddy daycare in the afternoons. Okay. So she'll go to, Bring she, to the I, ramp. I have a net. Yeah. Have Galena. Walk I have a, exactly. <laughs> Galena's super psyched on my eight year old actually. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do bring the kids to the yeah, ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Come to, come to the ramp. Um, but yeah, so, you, so I have this, but the window, the more kids you have, the more the windows get crushed. And sure. so in the past year or so, the window has been from nine in, from nine in the morning till noon. Yeah. So, if and anybody wants to skate, it's like me and Rob Mertz skating. Wow. So the nobody, morning, so the morning basically session. you're skating by yourself, except if Rob's there, yeah. right? And so it's harder to motivate I to go know. like, I'm going to do a 720 right yeah. now. Yeah. 
and I'm going to film it for Instagram. I did recently. I posted it and I, and I said something about like, it's way harder to do 720s when you're in a warehouse by yourself. By yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it still gets, it's dangerous. You yeah, know, like, so course. if you do knock yourself out, it's one thing at, at Tony's, somebody would eventually find you. But I used to go out eventually. when, uh, <laughs> when, uh, when the, the big air ramp was out at Point X, I used to go out to wherever that was in Temecula. Temecula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And go and skate that, just me and my dog. <laughs> and I would just skate it by myself and walk back up the hill oh, and do the jump. And I was like, man, if I knock myself out, the coyotes are going to find me before sure. anybody's <laughs> going to find me. Look for the buzzards. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I could imagine but, skating by yourself doing all, like... I, that comes from being an East Coast vert skater. Like, right. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was it. You know, I was... But I'm sure you go on cruise too, and, right? You go cruise the ramp. You don't have to do the 720s or the 540s or the kickflip th yeah. things. No, fives, <laughs> fives I definitely do every session. Every because, session. Yeah, you don't want to lose fives because no. they can freak you out. And like, I don't know, there's something about the rhythm of fives. I, I make mm. sure I do at least a couple variations of fives because okay. I don't want to lose my different variations like if right. you don't do a tail grab five and for a long time like grab them with your backhand if you can do tails or indies you're good mm -hmm. um then you can usually do a stale or whatever yeah. grab with your backhand grab with your front if i do a melon one i know i can do a mute one yeah uh body rails or kick flips like i would do less often but i i still fives are gotta they're not they're not as yeah you gotta have them gotta and have like them. yeah it's like fives and inverts like for demos and stuff that's people are like people want to see that that's, that's it yeah. i want to see you spin and and often Close you're doing it like next to tony oh, and yeah. or over under you know like mm -hmm. tony and i had a, a doubles line where he would do a seven and i would do a fakie five under him and we would hit helmets all Seriously. the time like he had a black helmet i had a yellow helmet and there would be black lines on our <laughs> helmets because i rotate this way and he's goofy foot and he rotes this way and we would like roll over each other i can imagine that could be dangerous like, yeah. though you could like it's break your neck doubles, your nap, double, yeah. <laughs> double skating is dangerous but that's what we're starting to talk about like you have to trust you have to trust your doubles yeah. partner like right i trust tony implicitly when Whoa. when he says i'm going to be here at this time at this place on the ramp at this high i don't have to think about it anymore i yeah, just yeah, yeah. i just concentrate on doing what i'm doing and and know that i take for granted that he's going to do and be where he said when he was going to sure. be there and, yeah. and we've been doing it long enough even if we're just skating side by side and, and we need to be synchronized because we're going to do an over under yeah. or whatever, you can see out of the corner of your eye whether they got a good landing or not and you can wait up for them. Like, hey, this was supposed to be a setup backside air, but now it's going to be a body jar because oh. now it's going to take that, that beat okay. longer and now they're going to be caught up and we're going to be synchronized again. Or, right. or I'm going to do a body jar like we planned, but it's going to be a uh, body jar, not just a snap body jar. Yeah, you know, don't like, hold it. Yeah, it's like fractions of seconds, but you can tell when you're when you're skating with somebody that's like, that you trust and like yeah. there's there's been times in competitions where like what he did a backside ollie i did a backside lip slide he had he had bottom dropped his setup and he just like he wasn't high enough so he just put his hand on my back and pushed me out of the way yeah i was like backside lip slide push you literally just said get out of the way yeah but when we you, made it when oh, you guys like amazing. hit each other like on accident do you guys do land it too at the same time in a contest like when you when you have to yeah you do. like it's it freaks you out but I bet. but less so when you're skating with tony if somebody else did that to me i'd be like whoa what are you doing sure <laughs> sure but sure. but tony tony and i are so used to skating in such close quarters that now we just joke about it like one right. of the that go-to doubles line 
starts with frontside grinds toward each other, like, mm -hmm. and, and we're on a demo ramp oftentimes, so it's only like 28 feet wide. So you you pick a line, this is your seam, mm -hmm. and okay, that's the middle, Tony, and I always tell him, don't go over, and I know he's gonna. I, he always, <laughs> he always grinds does. too far. <laughs> okay. So I on purpose come in too soon, and when we come in, we come in like, facing each other like we're he's goofy i'm regular so we're like this yeah. and i'm always hitting him in the ribs like you went too far you went too hard as we're coming across the flat bottom <laughs> really because i'm just like you always go too far get over there and then we do tailbones and we oftentimes can come close to hitting our tails and then we do mixed twists away from each other that's incredible i gotta go back and watch some of these <laughs> yeah. things man. i mean it's it's fascinating dude unless he misses and does a hand plan off your ass yeah that was that was the I'm sure you guys talked about it. I, I didn't watch the whole yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, talk yeah, about that. Easy, was, yeah. that was, we did it for the doubles video on video, uh -huh. and then like two weeks passed, and I called him. That's what he said, yeah. He knew, he knew I was calling about that, because he knew, like, usually if I call or text Tony, he gets, right, gets me right back. Yeah. And I called him, and he knew I was calling for that. He didn't call me back. He didn't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got home, and I was like, you know we have to go shoot that, right? Like, right. Uh, we have to shoot that a still photo of the doubles invert, and he yeah. just like didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. Why? Cause it's scary it's as hell. Like, it's I mean, he, he lamented doing it. He, I mean, yeah. we did it. We right. went and we did it and did that at Claremont or whatever. But, sure. But, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's scary. Like the, the, <clears throat> the timing and the commitment and the trust, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all those, even if you know, like we try and we trust each other implicitly in no, like knowing that I, I'm going to be there. But like this one time when we we're trying to shoot the photo with the Tebow, um, I was late on the on the setup like so i have to time off him so he has to go really high he drops in just air above you. Yeah. air and then i come in with him oh so if i'm not timing, he's going like, faster though yes he's yeah. going faster so i so i have to go when he's still in the air he's on his way down or whatever mm -hmm. right so that so if, so if i don't time it just right I'm not going to be there for his sure. hand, right? That's what he's talking about. Like he's just he's upside down, so he's looking for whatever he can Put get his hands head. on, whether it's my ass or whatever, <laughs> to, <laughs> sure, sure. to get himself back to his knees to right. bail, right? Yeah. So this one time I dropped in late and I tried to hurry, like I pumped harder, Ooh, yeah. heart faster than I should have been going okay. to stall an Andrak. The whole idea is like we had tried originally. I was like, I'll do a Smithvert and my board will be exactly flat, mm -hmm. and then you'll have the, like this table to put your hand on, Ooh. but. When you do an air, you're further out over the ramp than that. So he, we tried a couple times at invert, and he's like, "It's not going to work." Yeah. I was like, "Wait, let me try an andrect where I flap it over, and I'm like into the ramp more." Okay. And and then he got his hand on the board, and we're like, "Maybe that'll work." So um, I tried to I tried to I tried to hurry and get into an andrect faster, and I missed my grab on the way up, and he was already upside on over me, and my board went. Phew. Whoa. Almost hit him straight in the face, just like oh, wow, just like he's ah. oh my and god, that was just like one try, you know. Like, and then a couple tries later, Tony Tony gets a perfect grab and like tries to stall an inver. I'm like, you can't stop. I'm he's, I'm underneath. I'm going trying, oh! right. he's like trying to hold his weight exactly. Right. So he gets a proper invert, stalls it, and tries to like push off. And he when he pushes off, he pushes me over the deck. So I end up going like shins on the deck and Ooh. front flipping into the deck Jeez. because I'm on an invert and I get pushed into the deck. Who gets more so. mad at each other? Do you get more mad at Tony or does Tony get more mad at you? Timing people. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> that first the first time we actually did like practice, you know, yeah. somebody, uh, our friend Greg Smith was like, it's called it couple skating. And we're like, couple, couple skating. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We're couple skating, like figure skating. Uh, yes. You're my couple's partner. From incredible. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend for,
for a skater that wanted to, you know, start play around with vert, what would you recommend for like a first trick? You know, would it be like a rock fakie? Would it be, what would what'd be a good like learning thing? Kick you turn. know, kick turn. Kick well, turns. I mean, you know, that's kick easy. Turns a trick. Mm -hmm. Kick turns a trick. I know, but you know, okay. <laughs> kick, everybody could do a kick turn. Kick, right? kick turn grinds. I would. Scratching. Front scratch. side grind. Front side front grinds. Side. Oh, front side instead of back. Front side instead oh, of back yeah. side. Cause it's, cause you can see it and it's more satisfying cause mm -hmm. you can look at it and you can oh. like hear it. Like, okay. Um, mm. And front side kick turns are generally harder to get used to yeah, than backside. But, right. So that would be like a like a beginner, mm. harder beginner trick. Okay. Than, than just doing backside kick turns until you, because a lot of kids learn to skate and they only go backside. And I'm yeah. like, you got to go both ways. You got to go start going front side. Um, and if you can learn to pump front side, then you can get into front side airs. And those are arguably funner than backside airs because again, you can see it. You can look at it and, and you can see your landing. Because you're going so, over the... You, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, You're up and, and you can wave at your friends on the deck. Oh, yeah, you're the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out. What's up? Frontside air. It's Tony Alva. It's like sure. you know, the style. You know, like it's... it's I don't know. Frontside air is still to this day one of my favorite tricks. It's just a you could just basic go blast frontside air. You just like, yeah. you're not really doing much, but you're just like enjoying. You're able to enjoy the ride more. Enjoy that like flying time and that split second of like when I talk about flying, it's sure. like there's a split second where you you're um, no longer going up, but you haven't started coming down yet, mm -hmm. and that's this this weightless feeling where that's what you're going for. Like if yeah. you could just make that last, <laughs> you're yeah. Just, like, you're literally weightless because you're you're not you're not going up anymore, but you haven't started coming You've down. You reach that pinnacle like, yeah, of that, 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 just that the peak apex of each hair every time you do it. Um, do you have time so up there to look around and <laughs> take in the view, or what do you? No, like no. I said, like it all happens at the same. It's it's yeah. uh, it's all it all becomes one sure. trick. You know, sure. even even the the highest air I ever did was twenty four foot on a on the mega ramp and twenty four feet. Twenty four foot out of the out of the off the coping. Mm -hmm. Feet, on a so. 30 foot ramp yeah so you're like 54 feet up jesus <laughs> so nuts. Yep. now when you That's land are you just like whoa boy that was that worked that was yeah, like, <laughs> like, whoa, um, yeah no that's that's the the highest i've ever gone the highest i'll ever go um it was the year that the um the mega was in inside the staples center okay and so they had to be to make it fit in there we were like dropping in from the rafters it was barely fit wow. and then to make it fit lengthwise they took out flat bottom in between the landing and the um, no quarter way. pipe so it was faster you had less time to bleed speed that's the year everybody got hurt that's the year Jakey did his smash yeah. and oh, the year oh, after Danny oh, caught his shins shit. like but so in a lot of ways it was the safest it's ever been because it was the first time it was indoors so wind plays a huge factor oh, on the quarter pipe so get, getting blown around um, but it was also way too fast that because, was a gnarly because, slam that Jake. Yeah, uh, hell yeah! yeah. Wow. <laughs> when you see when you see yeah. something like that, are you just like, "Ooh, does that kill the vibe?" Like, are you? Does it kill the vibe? Oh, I just saw my friend should have died. I know. You know like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it kills the vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't look. I saw him. Saw what happened. I'm and I'm gonna watch my friend gonna land and should die. Yeah. And I looked away. I just you like, just couldn't watch it. And then I looked back and I saw him land again because he bounced. Oh, jeez. Like you looked away like, expecting to look back and see him on the flat right, bottom. Right. And he was and, already, and when was I looked still... back, he was hitting again because he had bounced so high. Jeez. And then, Could, and then it was like, go like everybody get, yeah. get, get the, get the life flight or whatever. Sure. And, and ESPN was like, no, he'll wake up. Like what do you he, mean? he woke up and walked off. Oh, he did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Which was, but still, could, could they you? shouldn't have let him do that. No, they no, no, shouldn't no, have let no, him do no, that. No. They should have been like life flight right now on a stretcher. Like he could have, he could have stood up and gotten paralyzed. Yeah. 
That's you know, right. like had he broken his neck. Plus, you're probably discombobulated. You don't know what's going on. Maybe you are injured, then, but you don't know he, it. And then he sat there and smoked a cigarette. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> While the rest of the contest was going on, wow. they were like, we should go to the hospital. He's like, no, no, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> Well, when so you watch it all in, when when you watch that was what was the point where you knew it was going to go wrong? Like, was it when he was approaching the quarter yeah pipe? When, he, when he squished into the quarter pipe? When you oh. squish in the G force when you're going you're going forty five miles an hour. Yeah. So it's like it's like when you fall off the jump, it's like falling off a motorcycle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like. Um, so like my first experience of that was that SWAT jump I did um, around the turn of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Like and the first I, mega and ramp. Yeah, the first that we built it in my friend's backyard in Michigan. Wow. And um, I set a world record jump for 52 feet, like long distance, like Evil Knievel. Per- okay. Jump, oh, jump yeah. four park cars. Yeah. And I remember like you're going so fast. Like if you don't come around on your 360 and land exactly straight, you just go, bam. It's just like, it just, before you can even react, you're on your side. So, yeah. And then you're, then you're sliding and you're like, ah, ah, it shit starts yeah, heating up. Burn, you know, right. like I, I didn't have gloves, but then later I would wear leather gloves and I've burned through leather gloves. Seriously. Just like, ah, ah. And then you got to take off your glove real fast just because of the friction. Like wow. you're it like melt falling off a motorcycle. Yeah. The hand or yes, whatever. It's like falling off a motorcycle. Wow. Um, so to answer your question, yeah. Like when I saw Jakey come in and like try and undo his speed, like, cause he was trying to mm. turn way over and he compressed against the vert against the quarter pipe by the time he took off he had to stand up and when he stood up that's what ejected oh my gosh dude yeah what was that what what happened to him was he i can't remember he broke his he broke his wrist broke his um, wrist and probably some ribs and i should have had internal but he should have been dead he should have right he He, he walked away in medical terms if you fall from 50 feet i mean he literally supposed to die seriously yeah in medical terms if you fall from five stories or higher you're dead but Jeez. He, Jakey pulled I wouldn't want to fall from four stories. <laughs> I know, tell you right? something. <laughs> Jesus four is enough. Yeah, for oh, sure. Man, Andy Mack, man. This has been amazing. I know you got to go pick up your kids and do your all your things you got to go do. But um, well, Can we ask oh, him about the, the pogo thing? I want to go know ahead, about, yeah. What's, you, you're into pogo sticks? <laughs> I was for a little while when, there, when that opportunity came. I, I've always been a bouncing trampoline. Okay. And what, like when I first started making money from skateboarding, uh, first, one of the th- first things I bought is a trampoline. Trampoline, yeah, like a, most dangerous a, thing. I yeah. guess I don't know. I, mean, I, I think they're dangerous. They're, just from my my um, gymnastics background or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. So uh, I bought like a, a competition size trampoline. It's got an Aussie bed. Like just the bed of this trampoline is like a grand because wow. you got to get it from Australia. It's like a weave, so you can bounce like fourteen feet high. Wow. Like fairly easy. Like if okay. you've never bounced on a trampoline, you can bounce ten feet high, no problem. And and the Olympians do bounce like. 20 feet like no problem just all perfect <laughs> but when you're bouncing that high if you do it wrong it just, well, just sends you yeah, yeah. 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 go on youtube so, watch some trampoline videos you're not going to see so, some exactly good um, stuff probably through my manager or whatever like somebody knew that i was into doing that and thought i might be into about, like an adult pogo stick like we're developing adult pogo stick what do you think and he showed me a, a prototype which is basically like rubber bands mm-hmm. um, that expanded and contracted as the piston came up into this that, oh, wow, that literally mail but it was it was a wooden prototype with those you know those thick um rubber bands that they wrap mail in oh like yeah stacks yeah, yeah. and stacks of those wow. so the rubber bands would go blah, blah. so i bounced on it like he met me at like the gravity game so that tells you when around that time it oh. was um and i bounced on it like six bounces and then landed a little bit sideways and bent the piston 
And I was like, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Sorry I broke your project. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but this this guy was a, uh, a physicist. He was an MIT trained physicist. And, and he was experimenting in um, uh, brake technology, like with elasticity. And, and he wanted to like regenerative braking this was before you know tesla and sure. batteries and whatever so yeah. he wanted to make a he was originally thinking for a bike when i when i brake on my bike i'm going to take that energy and regenerate it into pedal power there forward motion whatever and he came up with this thing he was like well i'm turn it this way now it's, it's a pogo, pogo stick, stick right yeah. um so he started doing some prototypes and i was like i'd love to help you know uh design this pr sure. you know, produce this thing with you or uh, um you know, engineer it. So we would have long discussion. This, so this must have been 1999 because I remember talking to him about when we were building the Swatch Jump mm -hmm. and talking to him about like, so if I want to go farther, you know, like it would be better if I was heavy, you know, because I go faster down the roll. And mm. being a physicist, he's like, no, because then you have to carry that same weight over the jump. So mm. somebody that weighs 200 pounds will go the same as somebody who wears 100 pounds and like all these, you know, what about the angle? And then, you yeah. know, um, so we'd have long discussions about, you know, the physics of skateboarding. I was like, okay, so what I need to do is roll down with a bowling ball and drop the <laughs> drop bowling ball. <laughs> right, and then right. I'll go further. It's like, exactly. I don't think I'm going to roll with a bowling no, ball. No, no, no. Andy Max rolling yeah. with the ball. What has he got in his hands? <laughs> Set some pins yeah. Up. So that was, that was the story of that is like, I just was like, yeah, sign me up. This would be fun. And eventually we, we, it was like a year and a half in, in, uh, you know, different prototypes. And mm -hmm. I was, I was the test crash dummy basically like, wow. You just up in sky bouncing. Yeah. I, I took some good hits. Like yeah. <laughs> one time I was, I was, cause it's, it feels like a BMX bike. You have handlebars so you can do bar spins and whatever. And I went for a bar spin and I, and I had committed to it. And I was like, rode the piston all the way down. And these things, the, the, the it's like 1200 pounds of thrust yeah. when you, when you have the, like all the pistons hooked up, all the, the elastics hooked up. Yeah. And, the, and I rode it all the way down to the bottom. And my feet slipped off the pegs. Oh. <laughs> And just like, <gasps> just send me back. And I, I wasn't wearing a shirt. I was like, just, just like a big square thing. And I was like, Shirtless okay, struggling. so we need to make a padded top to this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that dangerous. So it, basically, the, the the production ones are like the there's a Nerf ball on the oh, top. Oh, gotcha. It in case it comes up and catches you. Ooh, yeah. Couldn't even imagine. I mean, now you see yeah. these guys that are springing up, do, do back two, three yeah. stories. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I, I we took the. Um, we did like when we first had the first, you know, run a production run of a um, Anthony Acosta, oh, yeah. photographer. Mm -hmm. I just met him and I'm like, hey, I got a job for you, do you want to go shoot pogo sticks? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and he was just like, this is awesome. Like, because I had amazing. guys that were like, oh, we could totally backflip on this thing, you know? And nobody had tried it. And we went up to Woodward and, I, and we built like a fake, um, uh, over the trampoline, like, cause they have spotting belts. And I was like, I'll fucking try it in a, in a spotting belt, oh, you know? Okay, you so we built fall. a wooden floor over the trampoline and I put, and I got on a spotting belt and I bounced and did backflips, you know? And then I tried it into the foam or I was like, I'm not sure I'm the guy that's going to do backflips on, on pogo sticks, but this is, you know, it's I got it to totally the point doable. where like, this is totally doable. Yeah. Right. And like a month or two later, guys are doing backflips. Guys do oh, front yeah. flips and double, front flip. double, double back. Yeah. They do all kinds of crazy stuff, but that was fun. But like I said, that was, that was in, in that whole process of developing that for those guys. And I, and I, I gave it its name. It's called the fly bar. I came okay. up with fly bar and I drew the logo and stuff. Oh. Um, and years later, like, and I made, um, like, I think like a couple grand from that whole deal. That's like it. That, that's it. Like, it was like that's it. cause it, it, it wasn't like 
taken off, you know, yeah, not sure. like people adult pogo sticks. I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there again, like I took so much heat for it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. pogo sticks, sell out, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a fucking, you're taking this entirely too seriously. Yeah, like, right. It's a pogo stick. It's a toy. It's fun. But if I get on a pogo stick, I'm going to bounce it. I weigh 180 pounds. You yeah. know, it's going to bounce. It's a kid's toy. Right? It's a kid's toy. But this is an adult pogo stick and you can bounce six feet high. What's not fun about that? Yeah. You know, like, so it's scary it's just though. like yeah it's Six basically feet high it was, it was big it's basically like taking your trampoline and bringing it anywhere you want bringing to go. it yeah. sure yeah. Uh, right okay. trampoline pogo sticks pogo sticks. So that's, yeah. that's where that came from awesome. but that but but that pogo stick was sold on amazon and that's how i met somebody at amazon oh. Oh. so it all weaves it's it's, it's uh, all this weaving yes, around yes, and it's, it's a big spider web. yep what's going on with andy mack now man what are you working on anything do you have any um new video you because you came out with the video recently but yeah i did uh, a video around the time the um linda vista park that's opened. right linda that's, vista. that's my new happy yeah. place linda okay. vista um and uh yeah i mean put that together just because i didn't want to do another vert part and, no. and uh my buddy brent is filmer that was like hey, let's let's meet at tony's and we'll shoot some more footage and i was like yeah you know, let's just do something more like like the barracks did, used to do those transitions. You know, like oh, yeah. it's all in one park. And I was like, let's just do something at Linda Vista, and okay. this hadn't even opened yet. So, uh, and my schedule, his schedule, he was he wasn't making a, a living being a videographer yet or whatever. Mm. So he worked um, most days, and uh, my our schedule worked up. So like every Friday morning, we could go and film. So it's the longest I've ever worked on a video. It took like four months because we were only filming one Friday morning a week. Oh wow. Um, but I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not the skater that works years on a video part. Well, four <laughs> months like, is still a long time. Yeah. yeah. You know, skating the full pipe is super fun. Yeah. Um, Why not uh, another couple, couple part, years, A couple years ago, we, we started doing the, the skater cross thing. Um, mm. And that just came from like me wishing that I was a BMX rider and okay. like, that I could like race BMX. And um, I was like, what would it be like if we built a BMX track out of wood and, and oh, yeah, skate light, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I, I convinced somehow convinced the YMCA at Mission Valley that it would be a good idea, um, and so did presentations fun. for their uh, board of directors mm. and, and helped raise the money to build this two hundred fifty thousand dollar skateboard racetrack, which is <laughs> skate across, and, uh, <laughs> and it's it it was super fun. You know, it's it still sits there. It's like the most popular thing at the skate park. Going around like, and yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 a pump track on steroids. Sure. Like that yeah. you 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 start with like a a, a BMX like a Olympic BMX start gates. Like oh, with the riders go, ready. Go down. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, okay. Boom, when the gate drops, and then you you pull you pull in like like snowboarder cross, right? Yeah. So you have these you know handles, and you pull in the gate okay. drops. You pull in, and you drop four feet down and four feet out into a twenty five foot roll in, and the first hits twenty seven feet, and. Oh. When, we, when we raced it, it yeah. was it was there was no gap. You know, it was like it's at the skate park, but this is the pro race. So, like the VIP lounge was under there. So oh, wow. you were just there was like flying a, a net. Heads. Yeah, and guys <laughs> were flying over your head. And then you land that, and the next jump is eighteen feet, and then you hit a berm. And in the finals, there was three guys, and the track's only twenty feet wide. So okay. you're like your lane's three oh, feet wide. Oh. So you're jumping a twenty seven foot gap, like elbow to elbow with the guy next to you, and it's just made for some exciting. Like, Sounds and neat because it's like in any other form of skateboarding, uh, it's judged, right? Yeah. So, so there's this is time it, trials, right? Yeah, this is this is yeah, there's a distinct winner. The first right. guy across the line wins, yeah. So, it takes the subjectivity out of it, the politics mm -hmm. out of it, right? Like it's if you're fast, you can win, you can be 
Joe from Idaho and you can come and race skate there across and be, and be racing against the best in the world. And, you know, if you're fast, you're in. So that's, that, right. that's what, was, what was neat about it. So we did a race. Um, uh, Tony Hawk's production company, 900, produced it. And okay. uh, ESPN uh, World of X Games um, shot it for their World of X Games gotcha. show. And, and um, it had out the gate had better ratings than uh, the X Games themselves for Nielsen <laughs> really? ratings. Wow. Yeah, because it's just, it's complete, new, completely new. Yeah, like a, yeah, essentially like a new discipline. And it's a, a, I can see it being so exciting like, for people to watch, you know? It just, was neat too because it was, it was like, it leveled the playing field, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. like Grayson Fletcher and Ryan Sheckler and, and, um, Trey Wood, like Trey Wood won. He was the fastest dude. He oh, just wow. got it right away, figured yeah. it out. Uh, Tom Shar, Alex Sergente, yeah. guys that skate vert, guys that skate street. It just like leveled the playing field. Like however you can figure out how to get across this thing the fastest, yeah. you know? Wow. And people that don't skateboard could relate to it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it was a, very people... relatable in that like, I want the guy with the dreadlocks to win. Yeah, you, know? yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't have to know anything about skateboarding. I like just then. And it's so exciting. They, the guys are brought, going yeah, around and the they thing. They brought yeah. cowbells and they're like, you know, you're coming through the berms and they're ringing their cowbells and just like wow. yeah, just super it's, it's racing like yeah. who doesn't get racing so that's been super fun just to help kind of birth uh, sure there was a lot going on in my life i had i had my um my now two-year-old okay. baby girl at the same time she was her due date was the day we started construction of that uh <laughs> skate across track so i was like down there you know checking my phone, phone every five right. minutes like are we having a baby okay well let's check this first jump you know like, <laughs> Oh, you overshot it by five feet. Okay. You know, like water broke. Yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly. Andy Mack, dude, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. For I appreciate coming you guys by, making bro. the time and having me of course, out. It's been super dude. fun. Yeah. Um, Kelly. It's rad to get you and Kelly together. And oh, I know. Great. This is like a reunion that's been waiting like to this, happen. I feel like this bond. You dude. Know, it's just like, I feel like, uh, you know, where they introduce these, pe these long lost brothers. Yeah. You know, like something that's been West Coast. We were separated, separated at birth. At birth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, it's oh, yeah. weird to like look at you here because I'm like, dude, you really, we really do look, look like each other. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. The best thing was he was like, yeah, I get um, called Tom Cruise all the time. like, I do too. We literally get the same. That's what you know. No, Kelly, will you please grab Andy some uh, some Nine Club stuff? What size uh, t-shirts do you wear? Size large. Size large. I just want one of these mugs you guys are rocking, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. We <laughs> got the, the mugs. We got Apple Yard. Apple Yard. Up. Apple Yard's a good dude. Yep. And he's an artist, as we, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. No, he does. He does a great job. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Apple yeah. Yard, yeah. you know? If he yeah. wants to draw us a picture, <laughs> It please. says rental on the front of the helmet. <laughs> oh, rad. Well, that's the only helmet that um, Raj could find. Yeah, well. The, I hit up uh, RP for that. Yeah, yeah, he hit up RP. Didn't you speak at the White House? I did. You gave it like a White House before Tony did. I was the did first skater to skate in the White House. You the did Tony lie to us? I thought he said he was the first one. Absolutely not. If he, he if he told you he was the first run, no, I have video he, he evidence. Did he mention Andy? Okay. C-SPAN, okay. CNN. Yeah. Thought we were gonna call him out right now. <laughs> Tony's been the, the first for almost everything. Yeah, but not that. Well, who was who was <laughs> president at the I got, time? I beat I beat Tony to the White House and I beat him to um the Tonight Show. I did, I did you tonight. I, I did Jay Leno before That's he did, amazing. and then I did um, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was in the White House, mm -hmm. and what did you do? They, how did you get invited to go give a? You gave an anti-drug speech, right? Yeah. How yeah. did you get invited to do that? Thank you, Kelly. So I, I, I was the first athlete that um, back in the early or no mid. I guess it was around the turn of the century. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Remember the partnership for Drug Free America? I do. And they used to do like, this is drugs, this is your brain on drugs, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So they were going away from that because <laughs> they were just made fun of that. And sure. They were, and they were going to start it's doing people personalities. Do more drugs. Like people, right. I was the first athlete that they that they used. Oh, wow. Um, and, and it was, the, the, I did a PSA for them, um, skating, and it was just like, this is what I do. This is how I get high, you know. Oh, like, okay. Uh, skateboarding's hard. You got to fall down a lot, you know. Right. You got to get back up, whatever. And uh, it's just 30 second PSA, and it was their most um, successful PSA to that point. And so the launch of their new athlete one, because they eventually did ones with like Serena Williams did one, and like they used a bunch of athletes. Gotcha. Um, but the launch of that campaign happened at the White House uh, with an invitation to the White House and and uh, to introduce then President Bill Clinton. So um, Gen- General McCaffrey, the drug czar at the time, introduced me and then I introduced Bill Clinton, got to meet him before and gave him, gave him a pal board, my, oh, sig- really? my signature board and was like, and it was right as he was leaving office. So I was like, you're going to have some time on your hands. You Here know? you go. Said, I'll give you some lessons, whatever. Well, so, thank you. That was, thank that was you there. Surreal, like, <laughs> thank experience. you. <laughs> really appreciate yeah. this. this but great. yeah, like background <laughs> check and, and you know, thing. like the security and I'm going through the metal detectors at the White House and I, and I, and I come through the metal detectors and I have my skateboard and there's this big, long marble hallway. And I'm just like, I got to skate down the hallway. <laughs> like... Just drop my board down and cruise down the hallway. And did anybody say anything? No, nah, the Secret Service agents weren't nearly as excited about it as I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, did anybody but, film you but, or yeah. take a photo? No, of there you was doing none nothing. of that. There was, there was, this was before. This is the Clinton administration. Sure. So there was there was no iPhones, oh, yeah. and even if there were, you weren't allowed. So I have oh. the only 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 thing I have is the the official. White House Photograph. photographer. So I have a photo of like shaking Clinton's hand and passing him my skateboard. Okay. And I have a photo of me at the podium and him here and the drugs are there. And then the funny part was that it was on live C-SPAN, CNN, right? So um, Shrugi uh, <laughs> had been out with me the night before. There was a contest on one of those X-Trials contests in, um, in Oceanside. Okay. Literally the night before because it was a Sunday night. The finals were Sunday night. And I won the contest. And uh, Shrugi was part of the, you know, his head judge or whatever. And he had gone out partying and I had gone and gotten a red eye flight to fly to Washington, D.C. Okay. So I won the contest, split, flew to D.C., first public speaking I had ever done. And I just stayed up all night practicing in the in the mirror of the bathroom of the <laughs> airplane. Like, hi. Uh, yeah. Like my notes. Right. Sure. Because I had it was a five minute speech. That's and, a long time. And yeah, it was like, and so I show up at the White House, do the thing. And then I'm like, you know, they introduce me like, okay, ladies and gentlemen. So I started out by like, just a disclaimer here. I'm a professional skateboarder. I don't usually do this meet the president stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, right. So I'm doing it and it's on live C-SPAN CNN and it's at like nine in the morning or whatever. And Shrugi, who had out, been out partying all night, was like, left the TV on. He's on his couch and he's like, wakes up and he's like... Andy? <laughs> I can't be Andy McDonald on CJ. How is he in the White House? And I was just, we were just we with were the, just yeah. partying. Uh, yeah, That's that amazing. It's so funny. It's funny. story. He was just like, couldn't, he was just waking up all groggy and he was just like, that, that's not, it can't be really happening. <laughs> that's a great story though, good. man. I mean, what, when you skated down the hall, did the secret service say anything to you or they just gave you the eyeball? They just gave me the eye like, and like hey. patted on his gun or something. You know, oh, like, right. Like you better, hey, yeah, do a kickflip. Like, better. Uh, yeah, well, nowadays, I think, I mean, this was still pretty early. It was 1999. Sure. So it was like, 
X Games were going on, but it wasn't like household names. Yeah, like yeah, I'm sure during sure. It, during uh, when Tony went, it was during Obama, yeah. and he actually got to skate in the driveway and do kickflips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get to talk to Clinton? Like, like have an actual conversation? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, there's a, there's a room before, like when you see all the press conferences and they come out yeah. from that mm-hmm. back door. There's oh, a room you're... behind there where everybody's meeting, and like so we hung out in there while they're getting ready before they call you know but it's it's all very like before we're all hanging out in there and then somebody comes in and goes potus will be here in three minutes oh and i'm like what's potus oh president of the united president states of right, the united right. right. <laughs> by your watch you could have been like three minutes exactly later he would walk in clinton walks in and shaking hands <laughs> all right, babies and our, oh, yeah and so we hung out and i gave him a board and you know like you ever done this before oh you're from boston all right whatever it just like cool guy yeah from what I understand, like the dude's super intelligent and, yeah. and um, as tribute to that, like, you know, to the point where like never forgets a face and a name kind of thing. Oh. I, had he- I had heard that about him. Uh-huh. So I met this guy for three minutes behind and then I introduced him and, you know, first thing he said when he got to the mic, he's like, you know, Andy, you should consider a career in politics. You know, okay. you're going to fall <laughs> down a yeah. Like gave me a compliment and said it was fun afterwards and whatever. Um, and then like, then he finishes his term and, he, and he's doing a speaking tour mm-hmm. and this is like two years later and he's doing a speaking tour and i was visiting my friend um my friend my wife's sister uh-huh. at brown university in providence Rhode island and he was doing a speaking tour there mm-hmm. and i was like i wonder you know like it was sold out it was there was two arenas and his arena was sold out and there's arena next door uh and it was sold out to watch it on closed circuit tv mm-hmm. oh wow right so you couldn't get a ticket to go see clinton speak and i Called my manager. I don't remember who we called, but his people and he, whatever. Hey, do you remember this guy? Oh, yeah. Gave me VIP tickets for no me and way. my family. Like, totally remembered me. And, like, we cut, went in and just, like, he was on tour with, like, Chris Rock was there, too. That's amazing. <laughs> Chris, Rock, Chris, Rock, Chris Rock was introducing the president at that point. But <laughs> that's I, incredible. I and saw him again. I wow. was just like, that's crazy Funny. that he remembered me. Seriously? Yep. Wow. And then an so the yellow helmet. And then and then years later, it was. It was probably the yellow yeah. helmet. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I should have been wearing the yellow helmet. helmet. Yeah, I remember the that. Guy in the yellow helmet. And I'd not been wearing the helmet. Yeah. Years later we're on the Boom Boom Huck Jam tour and mm. we went through um Arkansas and I went to the presidential library and you can look up per day, like his there's these big binders. You can look what they did each minute of every day. Seriously, and somebody's looked, taking these looked, notes. Yeah, yeah. It's it present, weird. Every day. I guess so. Ate a bagel, so, 9.30 yeah, exactly. a.m. Yep. Yeah. And so I looked up my <laughs> day and there it is. Like <laughs> met, met Andy McDonald's speech for the, you know, partnership for drug free America, blah, blah. And then they have like all the gifts that they've been giving, like all from, you know, oh, the, wow. the Sultan of sure. Saudi Arabia, whatever, and like all that stuff. And I Did was like, hey, I gave my, you know, I asked somebody, I was like, I gave, my, I gave a board to the president when I met him, blah, blah, Would it be here? And he's like, not if he liked it. And I was like, oh, so it's, so he has, he it. has like, it. He has it. It's not in his library. It's so in his garage. He yeah, he's cleaning out his yeah, garage. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I remember this. What is he McDonald's? It's the bar. He gave this nice boy. Nice boy. Nice boy. Listen, bro. I know you've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to give him one from the whole family. This is yeah. the, uh, I know. Well, we could take whatever he wants after the show. We can, he could raid our warehouse. Here you go. This is a Andy Bam. McDonald slash Kelly, Kelly Hart slash Yard. Skittles holder. Apple Yard. <laughs> Do you drink coffee at all? Or are you a caffeine? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chai tea latte soy. 
Now, so, do you make that at home or do you go out nah, in, in the, that's, in the, that's my one vice like that. Actually go, spend yeah. the four Those bucks are good, and they're good. Those are good. Yep. You get them at a uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I used to, I like that. Venti. You do Venti. I do the small one. Oh, you small. Yeah. And I don't say the Venti and well, I just go you small. small. And small. Like, <laughs> so, and here's a, a, a hat for you too. Awesome. Like I said, you nice. can exchange any of this nice. in our warehouse. If oh, you don't yeah, want okay. to. Perfect. Oh, you know, we, we have a color. Gifts. And Gifts. Different thing. Of course, bro. We want you to take some Instagrams of nice. yourself and doing a Check 540. Me out. Check the me old, out. Uh, in, my, in my crew. Can you do a 720 in that hoodie? In that uh, crew neck? This crew neck. I think I could. Yeah. It, it could happen. Are you green shirt guy? No. I, yeah. I'm, I'm any color but black. Oh. Why? Dude, black. I don't know how people wear black. It's all hot. You know, it's just like <laughs> it's absorbs the, the heat. Yeah, but so, you look the most my, slim in black. You know is what that mean? what it's slimming? It's slimming yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife says that I should wear black more often yeah. than I don't. I wear like red and green and like <laughs> really? I got to brighten it up, dude. If you go to the vert ramp, everybody's wearing a black helmet. Or a white helmet. Yeah. The only discrepancy is sometimes where somebody will wear a white helmet. Okay. Unless Kevin Saab is skating, in which case he'd be wearing a purple or a green. Okay. Or if I'm skating. Well, that's, this, will, that's, this will go this, good. This, is, this green shirt will go yep. good. I'm going to be looking perfect. like I'm Brazil. With the style. yellow yeah. helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil, like a little green. Oh, yellow, yeah. Like now I'm people are really like, going to call you Bob Burnquist. I know. He gets, called for, he gets called that sometimes. Bob Burnquist. It happens. Man, Andy McDonald, bro. You're the man. Thank Pleasure, you so guys. much for coming by. Thank you. Air high fives. Thank Look you, at Andy. that, huh? Yeah. Finally, Kelly, lifelong. Yeah. It's been a, yeah, right? You know, they're gonna go grab Rob some. They're gonna go grab some lunch together. Dude, let's oh, go get a burrito. Oh, oh, I'm down. Oh, for real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and thank you for the uh, the candy supply. Oh, absolutely. You know, appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I, you guys are you get a good collection here. I'm glad to that can be part oh, bro, of that. You brought us sombrero. <laughs> you brought us. <laughs> yeah. You brought us a cool some uh, world world the world games. The, what is that nitro, nitro. world games? Bigger. That's all the stuff a, that was hanging out in my garage. It is a third place <laughs> hockey truck. mask. It is a third place. And now we here. have the the real Andy Mag helmet, dude. The real. That's the legitimate. That's, that's legit. That's the proper Pantone. What is the Pantone? Do we know? Oh, it's top secret. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>